I done told you boys, no TV during the school year. <laughs> to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is level 187. Derek isn't here, so let's make fun of him for 90 minutes, the special freedom edition. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.net work. I am your Ted Shed nationalist, uh, Colonel Sanders cosplayer, Shane O'Hare, and I am joined with some lovely guests. I've got Carlos from Angry Bananas. Yo, what's up, everybody? I've got Joshua Jackson. Hey guys, what's going on? And for making his Geekscape Games debut, we got we got London on the track. We got Jonathan London, our, uh, an indie comic book writer, <laughs> indie movie director, um, and um, all around good guy on the Geekscape Games podcast. Welcome. You don't know the things that I've done. <laughs> you can't say I'm an all-around good guy. You don't know what I've done. Juan I've met Carlos. the cock shark. Juan Carlos. Spring, remember, spring when ha- remember at Comic-Con when Juan Carlos, our former video game writer, and I think former guest on the show at times during the earlier iteration, <laughs> he left his cologne at Comic-Con. So for, and, he, and he left like on day two. So for the next two, three days of Comic-Con, we would just walk by each other and whoever had the uh, cologne would just spray it on whoever's near them and go Juan Carlos. It was like playing that game Assassin. <laughs> you just walk by the other person and you just spray them with cologne. Juan Carlos. And now you smell like Juan Carlos. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a tribute to him, I it would like tribute. to think. It, it was just a tribute. Uh, I miss Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Is, is it coming back this November? I've heard rumblings. They have a Yeah, they have a special edition that's supposedly going to be the Thanksgiving weekend, which I, I don't know if that's... Uh, the the challenge there is it's a it's Thanksgiving weekend and it's a mini con. Um, I'd be interested in going. I don't think I'd be interested in exhibiting like we've been doing over the summers. Um, but then a week later we have LA Comic Con here in Los Angeles, and that sounds like a full enchilada LA Comic Con with all the bells and whistles. They have like Zach Levi and a bunch of uh, pretty big name guests. I think possibly Frank Miller and different people like that coming uh, to be guests. So. That seems like the Comic-Con, if you want to have a Comic-Con squeezed into 2021 with celebrities and things, it sounds like LA Comic-Con is the one to go to. Let's let's go. I'm buying a ticket. Be let's down. go. I have bad news for you, though, Shane. What? You may know this already. Uh, the roast beef place is gone at LA Live. What? Lowry's? Yeah. <laughs> Lowry's roast beef place has been gone for like two years. Yeah. And I don't. I haven't found an equivalent downtown, but downtown's starting to get populated with some cool stuff. So I think... It'll take some exploration, but um, brother, you're always welcome in LA. You can stay with Carlos. I can do that. Oh, yeah. if, if you want to, if you want to hear fireworks from here until December, definitely. <laughs> I live. Yeah. I li- Those aren't fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I live across the street from a rifle range, so I hear fireworks twenty four seven. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, but for real, Shane, you're always welcome uh, at my place, yeah. brother. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to my sister's house because she's going to make me move or do some like heavy lifting or labor inevitably. Oh, so... I thought you meant move to Los Angeles. Oh, your, no. Your sister, and I met, yeah, your sister and I met about you moving to Los Angeles. Um, 
and uh, we we were getting close. I, I would like to think that you were thinking about moving to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, I was think I was thinking about it, but uh, um, you know, life comes at you fast, and uh, uh, things are going good for me up here. So, is this like yeah. a Lightning McQueen quote you just did right now? What's going on? <laughs> what's, what's going on? There? <laughs> I thought I was channeling uh, um, Corey in the house, uh, oh, or that's no, a no. Raven. But yo, oh, do you guys hear about the Corey? Uh, that's a Raven Corey actor. He got no, a felony. He, he got a felony indictment charge for um, uh, inappropriate uh, communications with a minor. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the Drake and Josh guy. Unless they have, unless no, that's both twice. of them. Both oh, of really? Fuck, really? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. When's he running for Congress? <laughs> I mean, he was in the White House. Corey in the House. You don't. You're not a Disney, oh, Disney you, Channel. Yeah, I'm, I got. I think I got about ten years on you guys. Right, like when mm-hmm. I was starting Geekscape, I was or Geek Drone before Geekscape. I was in my, I was like twenty five, twenty six, and Shane, you were finishing up high school, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've got roughly eight to ten years on you. So yeah. that was not my era of Nickelodeon. Gotcha. I think, yeah, yeah. You were more an adventures of Pete and Pete, I would think. Not even, not even. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah, I'm old. I'm Damn. old. Oh to man. Be fair though, I think was... I'm watching Cartoon Network and Disney Channel more now than I was when it was age appropriate. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've been watching a lot of cartoons, and uh, I find myself with like these fifteen-minute windows, and that's kind of where my video game's been living as well. My video gaming's been living in like these fifteen-minute windows, which is why I'm stuck in the hell that is Metopia, and not able to like finally just finish things, uh, actual full-fledged video games. Um, but uh, that's that's allowed me to watch some cartoon snippets here and there, and I've been what, enjoying it. What's your go to cartoon right now? What's your go to happy happy snippet? Oh, just like Rick and Morty and things like that. Uh, you know, that's been right. fun. Yeah, Fair I'm enough. super late to a lot of those trains. I'm late to those parties. Actually, I think you're. you're... <laughs> <laughs> but I've been running a train. I'm running yeah, a train on a couple. Yeah. I'm, running a, I'm running a train on a couple cartoons like okay. Rick and Morty, and I think I'm going to go to BoJack. You know, and Bo run Jackman. a train over there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did I you think see that Rick and Morty pop up they did a few weeks ago? They turned like no. a whole Wendy's into. They called it Morty's, and they turned it into. It was almost like a theme park attraction. Yeah, there's but it was like one answer. Wendy's in like Panorama City. Can the you line s- was like two hours. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So Panorama City. The story about Panorama City is that my brother Paul took me to a mall in Panorama City, and I was like he was insistent that we go to this like rundown mall by the 405 in Panorama city. And he's like, just trust me. And the closer (laughs) we got to this rundown Sears in Panorama city, just off the 405, you know, it's across the 405 from like the Van Nuys airport. It starts to get a little shady there in Panorama city in this mall. A lot of malls is rundown and it's the mall that time forgot. So we go to this, mall and it's got it's got like a you know one of those department stores that don't really exist anymore like a Kohl's it's like attached to it it's got like, like a two a stories or Lamont's. Yeah, just like one of these real like old school department stores and Paul's like trust me and I'm like dude what is happening why am I walking in this department store attached to a failing mall he's, he's, set, he goes, he's setting he goes, you up to get jumped no he goes Let's go to the uh, second floor. Um, and I was like, all right, let's go to the second floor. And he's like, trust me, just now we have to go to the little woman who like like runs a store in 
you know, like, like there's always like a place in some of those that have like, they sell like nachos and pizzas and stuff like that. Like in uh, the department okay, store yeah, at the top, yeah. they have like this place that has like, like ices and <laughs> gross pizza and nachos or like they with the radioactive cheese and, and that stuff. And it's just like in the corner of like a Kmart or something like that. And he's like, trust me, trust me. You got to go. You got to just, we got to go get nachos or pizza or something like that. And I was like, uh, okay. So we sit down and he's like, okay, now turn around. There is a giant shrine to Martin Cove, the leader of Cobra Kai for <laughs> Karate Kid. <laughs> there is a shr- in this pa- random panorama city like Kohl's or Kmart, second story, this Asian woman who ran the place, she had this story about how she used to do she or her husband i think her husband used to do catering on sets during the 80s and she catered i think on rambo 3 like the one where he goes to the middle east maybe rambo 2 where he goes back to vietnam and gets some uh and you know she had these set pictures of martin cove from like rambo 2 <laughs> which is the first rambo right yeah. um because the other one obviously is first blood so it was just like it had karate kid pictures and like signatures from martin cove and like all this stuff and i was like and then and then chuck norris stuff and i was like what's the story on the martin cove shrine and she said that her late husband would cater on these sets and was being trained in karate by chuck norris because what? And she's an old, she was old and this dude was supposedly old. He dead. And so supposedly <laughs> Chuck Norris had a, a brother who was training him, who went to Vietnam and was killed. So Chuck Norris took over training him in karate and they were so close that they started like catering Chuck Norris movies, like on set catering. And then they moved on to like the Martin Cove stuff. And Martin Cove was like, still had the best. He was like, he wrote some signature, like, Babe, you still got the best pizza anywhere. <laughs> I, I had the pizza. The pizza pretty... was bad. It was been terrible. <laughs> but, but you know what? It was it, it was so worth the trip to Panorama City to see that some random Martin Cove shrine was set up in like the second story of a Coles attached to a ball in Panorama City. And that's my Panorama City story. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. That's is there any that's other so like attra- attractions to Panorama City? No. Maybe some chicken, maybe some chicken fighting. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with him on that one. So it's like it sounds like El Cajon kind of kind of vibes. Uh, people have started to buy houses mm-hmm. in Panorama City because you know you can still get real estate there in Los Angeles where real estate has skyrocketed. But um, so I think Panorama City is getting gentrified. But if they bulldoze that mall and destroy that Martin Cove shrine in a Kmart, I'll be so upset. We we need to make uh, when we go down for. LA Comic Con, we need to make a pilgrimage. pilgrimage? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I'll do it. Hell yeah. Then, live- do you know she's still serving that pizza? I don't even know if she's alive. <laughs> she probably still is. I, I, I don't know. I'm, bet- I'm, be- I'm, betting- I'm betting my money on it. Yo, she was like low paneled. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Right. That, that nuclear cheese has a way of preserving people. Yeah. Okay. Th- we've discussed this on the main Geekscape show, but when you talk about nuclear cheese, is there anything hotter? Then the bagel bite, if you have not waited the two minutes that it's required after taking it out of the microwave. Oh, yes, bagel bites are are mm-hmm. just it's acid with how hot it is. It'll burn. It'll burn you down to the bone. It will melt your face. 
from the inside out. If you know who, I mean, every kid did that, made that mistake at least once where you were um, like, I don't need to wait two minutes for a bagel bite to cool off. I'm eating it fresh in the microwave. I can't wait. And maybe I only have 30 minutes from school. I don't know. Whatever the rush is, you shove that bagel bite in your mouth and you, you only made that mistake once because <laughs> your mouth was done for the next couple of days. There's there, there's something like disgustingly nostalgic about like a chewy pizza out of the microwave. Like like I was I I don't know if I was sick or something, but I wanted some comfort food, so I got Tostino's individual pizzas and I microwaved them. And it's just like it's like eating rubber and like fake plastic <laughs> cheese. But something about it, it was just like oh, it had Call of Duty points on on the box. That's why. <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, and even though you have a rotating microwave and it's supposed to cook everything evenly, there's always that one portion that's that like, middle. Yeah, there's always that one portion where you're just you're like, okay, this has the consistency of a normal pizza, and then you chip a tooth on the fucking brick in the middle, and you're like, oh, <laughs> pepperoni ice cubes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. but Worse. there's one part that's magma hot, another part that's completely cold, like a polar bear's dong, and then there's a part in the middle that is a brick. So let's work on that formula, okay, kids? Yeah, let's get let's get started. Let's let's forget about climate change. Let's fix the microwaves <laughs> so we can super important. We gotta so have we, snacks at room temperature. Okay? So we can eat. This is why the generations all messed yeah. up, man. Yeah, yeah. So climate change. Who cares? All right, we need our Generation welfare of- pizza. Confirmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, boys, Jonathan. So this is this is technically your first official um, guest host of this show. The last time you were on it, you were yelling at us from your bed in San Diego Comic Con two two or three years ago. <laughs> we were recording it, and you're yeah, in the I remember back, it well in the background yelling at me. At and I've already the- I've already derailed the episode <laughs> with like a you know the same way I do on a Geekscape flagship show. So. <laughs> We're ready, baby. Let's, let's. So we do video games. We do video game news. Let's hear what you've been playing. Um, we, I've seen some snippets, seen some some text. Um, I want to get the full. I want to get the full load, the full London load. So let's hear okay. what have you been playing? It's too much. Just too much of a load. Listen, Can you handle it? I'm about halfway through the original Last of Us, which has been like, I know it's old school. Um, I have reasons for playing Last of Us. Finally. Um, I have other games that I've picked up that uh, I have a buddy who works for Insomniac and Sony. Now that, now that Sony owns them, Sony will do this thing once a year, usually in November, December, where they'll sell their employees games for like 15, 10 bucks. And yeah. I'll get a text usually in November that's like, hey, what do you want this year? And I'll buy like three or four games that will then continue to not be played for the next two, three years. And I'm really excited to play these games. And um and you know, I'll power through the Last of Us one and two. I still have a Metroid Prime three on the Wii in the shrink wrap, so I'm right there with you. Haven't even opened it. Why don't, don't you play it? it? Why don't you play it when we ultimately get a Metroid Prime four? Yeah, which was <laughs> I, I, not announced at E three, and it was my major sticking point with Nintendo at E three that we do not get a three D. Well, Metroid, uh, you, well, no, they said we'll that they're that. still working on it. They're like, hey, we're working on it. And, and Josh did a great job of talking me off the ledge in that it's a second, uh, separate studio that's still working concurrently with them. But I want it. I want it now. But uh, yeah, knowing that I am just playing video games in little pockets, uh, I'm still addicted to Metopia. Hey, Metopia is tight. Yeah, it's fun. You put your friends' faces on all these little me's, and then you go through a really simplified 
RPG that is redundant and has a very, very easy progression system, and it's repetitive as hell, but it's so satisfying when you see Shane, like, who is a scientist in the game, cook up a formula and then spray it on a bad guy from a... Um, Juan Carlos. What are you doing? Uh, no, it, it, it's not even a cologne spray. Um, you can get different weapons for your little Metopias as you progress and level up, and the weapons are, you know, increasing levels of damage. It's a, it, it is the easiest progression RPG I've ever played. Um, and uh, I have you with a baby bottle as your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like spraying acid from a baby bottle on people, uh, and that is your. And you also you can like cook things up for for like my character who's like just a standard fighter warrior character and uh, so you can like spray something on my sword and I'll it'll like light up in flames or shoot light, like lightning and stuff so you now, you, you now, enhance the other people in the party with your science oh no that's that's that, hey that that was like me at Comic Cons of past I would just have a bunch of mixed cocktails and mm-hmm. enhance the party with my science but the game is not good. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the game is let, let's listen as much as it's been the only game i've played for the last month it's not good it's not a good game it is basically a mobile game isn't and this I've been like treating an, upgrade, it as such. an upgrade of that street pass game basically it's basically a street pass game because wasn't, um, wasn't there one where you could get uh your street pass friends as warriors and it was like that okay uh, so find me i think it was yeah so yeah. take that game Remove the connectivity with any human beings. There's okay. no online stuff here other than just like pulling me's off of other friends' devices. But like who makes who made a me for the Switch? You if you have a me on your Switch, it's because you pulled it off the Wii U. Because yeah. that thing didn't integrate to your 3DS, which is where Metopia originated. It was a 3DS game and it was thin on the 3DS. You know what they added when they took the 3DS version of the game and put it on the Switch? You can put Nothing. a horse in your party. <laughs> I got a horse. <laughs> I added a horse to my party. So now when I'm running along the the levels, maybe I'm riding a horse. Or maybe it's trotting behind me. This game is super thin. I was pretty excited to defeat the Dark Lord in the game and uh, and just move on to something, I don't know, of substance. And then as soon as I beat him, his little face peeled off, floated around, and then went into somebody else's body. And I realized this game will not end. <laughs> He's just going to keep body swapping, and the, I just have to keep killing people. And this, I don't know. I'll let you all know when the game will end. I, I'll let you know when I'm finished with the game. It may be when I'm finished with the Switch. Okay, fair. So, oh so I, um, so <laughs> this would be not a, good. Not check out then. Okay, so I'm going to age. I've already aged myself on this episode, so I'm not going to be shy. My very first RPG of all time was Dragon Warrior on the NES which was like the first dragon quest game. I love that game so much. The, every time I see the blue slime, like plushies or any of the stuff that's come out of the dragon quest series, it, it has a soft spot. I've never played another dragon quest game since that first dragon warrior on the <laughs> NES, but it has, it has that place in my heart as being the first RPG. Metopia is thinner and worse than that first basic RPG. Oh. Uh, dragon warrior had more depth than this. Uh, I guess my second RPG was Fantasy Star 1 and 2, All which right. I was like, oh, All cool. Right. There's a cat that can bounce behind you. And I like that there you can have a like a Lombada train through the <laughs> levels, right? And those first Master System Fantasy Stars, you weren't just having one character, but you had like three or four. Everybody in your party, you could see walking around the, the overworld map. But 
Um, now, does this, does this, this game, game is not good. Does it have an overworld? Like what's because that yeah. old Street Pass game, you basically just went from fight to fight to fight. And you had to like, OK, this character, like yeah, your street, when you would Street Pass, it would if their no, shirt you're, you're was not, red. You're not free roaming an overworld. You're uh, going link to link. And whenever you defeat a like a quote unquote level, it branches out to other potential levels. Um, no, this this game isn't good, Shane. Okay. This, right. this game is shovelware that Jonathan purchased because he downloaded a demo. He could put his friends in it in ridiculous situations. We're all right. We've been riding around on a white dragon for the last two weeks, which is so am I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, it, the game. Listen, the positive about this game is that it has a sense of humor. It is starting to wear out. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, if you ever Carlos, need a palate cleanser. Um, did, y'all, did y'all play this on the 3DS at any point? I played the 3DS version. I played the 3DS version, but I played the Metopia demo uh, when it was on the Switch. Yeah. And I got bored after maybe like two hours in. I was like, okay, this, this was just like a port. This wasn't thought out. It was very much a it's port. very and, bare bones. Yeah. And Jonathan very much fell for the port. Not the worth the $60 price that they, it was going for. So yeah, I'd say this I, game, I, minimum... I paid 50 I paid 50 Okay. I'd say minimum this game is worth 10 or 15 bucks. I'm yeah, I mean, it was already overpriced on the 3DS like four years ago. So. I'll agree yeah. with you. I agree yeah. with you on all those points. But I think the ultimate cost to me is that one day I'll be on my deathbed and I'll be like, how did I spend my life? And I'm just going to like remember that Shane <laughs> sprayed a bunch of bad guys with a fucking baby bottle and be like, yep, I wasted it. Yeah, have, well. have, you, have you thought of, of possibly picking up the new Dragon Quest game on the Switch? Because so, you can actually play that on well, retro mode. You know that, right? I was going to say, too, the you demo. You talked um, about it. Yeah. In the, in like, uh, you talked about it last time you were on the show. You talked mm-hmm. about the Dragon. It, I'll tell you why I did not do the Monster Hunter game. Because you talked about it and it sounded like you were describing heroin to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this game will end me. I will do nothing. The productivity will disappear. <laughs> that that game, that new Monster Hunter game sounds incredible. It's really fun. I, I've actually, I've clocked in 200 hours so far. Which ah. is what I did. I, I mean, that's basically yeah. what I did in Breath of the Wild. And I, with the mm-hmm. DLC and everything, and I I did everything but the Koroks in Breath of the Wild. And then I went and I did Age of Calamity and everything in Age of Calamity. Like, I'm an addict when I'm an addict. Yeah. So I think that I'm okay playing basically a phone game on my Switch. Okay. <laughs> but damn, but, you made Monster Hunter sound so good, dude. It's really fun, yeah. And, and, and then, it's MMO, right? Like, I'd be playing it with you all. Yeah, like, you, you play online with, with, with people that you're connected with. And stuff. That's but, so cool. Um, Josh, you so had something cool. you wanted to say? I'm sorry. On, I just wanted to bring up that uh, Dragon Quest has a demo on switch and it's the first like 13 hours of the game or something mm-hmm. so there you go so, you don't have to spend anything you can play a demo and that's dragon quest yeah mm-hmm. yes. bringing me the back to my roots mm-hmm. get it get it and they, it. they have they have a retro mode meaning you can play the game on non-3d and it'll go to the basic uh 8-bit kind of it's 32-bit to be honest yeah. like snes version of 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 that new dragon quest game which is pretty cool that. you can go back and forth you can you can decide whether you're like oh i'm kind of bored of playing old school flat you know 32 pixel kind of stuff you can switch it you can immediately switch it to you know open world like crazy very beautiful game but josh mm-hmm. is right you can download the demo 13 13 hours of the game is is pretty solid to see like where you want to stay at or not and it's a demo so yeah you save money i'll do that and i yeah. think that i i just love that People are like, oh, pixel art's coming back. I think pixel art is 
constantly been something that I think pixel yeah. art came back about 10, 15 years ago and has yeah. just kind of been a standard style that's been popular. I mean, yeah. I think phones maybe brought back pixel art to stay because it's a pretty standard place for phones to live, phone games to live because of the, you know, because it's not memory intensive to make pixel art games, but I love those, that pixel art stuff. It's cool. Yep. I definitely I, agree. There was, there was a, a, um, uh, I can never, I can never remember his last name, but a Geekscape alum, Whitney. Oh, what's yeah, his last name? Seibold. Whitney Seibold. He tweeted something today about basically like, hey, do you remember the weird hipster fetish that was bacon in like 2009, 2010? And I wow. vividly remember like writing, like one of my first articles on Geekscape was me bitching about Think Geek and all the pixel art and all the bacon and all that like, <laughs> yeah. like milk toast, like banal generic stuff. In 2010 um, was also when we were up in Seattle for uh, ZombieCon. Yeah. Geekscape produced and promoted ZombieCon. And um, there's a place that I have not been to since in Seattle that is still the best bacon. And um, you know what? Oh, I remember that. Bacon's always been a thing. He, Jonathan's always, my best friend. Jonathan's my best friend. That's, that's I'm pretty excited from. about the Geekscape stuff, guys. Like, yeah. we're doing a blood drive for our friend Chris Ellis, who died last month. And uh, Geekscape's just... I'm I'm so busy with it, with having so much fun that I'm just... Guys, I love that this show came back. I love that we're doing episode 187 because without... And we're doing it without Derek. Because... <laughs> uh, ride or die. What's, what's die, funny... Baby. What's funny is I always see like, uh, like one eight seven. I think is part of one of Derek's passwords that he set up for something in Geekscape. But you know, Derek, <laughs> De- Derek's IDs are always like Captain K seventeen. Ah, oh, it's yeah, always like his online ID, and I always make it like one eight seven. But I, you know, maybe I'm making stuff up because I think I'm really just recollecting that. Um, John Cusack, Samuel Jackson movie, one eight seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you brought up ZombieCon, and that reminded me there was um, uh, there was a documentary I saw about a month ago on that uh, vigilante Phoenix Jones, and I'm sitting there, yeah, and I'm what I'm. It was from Jay Aubrey on YouTube, and I'm watching it, and I sent Jonathan a screenshot like, "Yo, do you remember this guy?" And he's like, "Yeah, I do." And not not like thirty seconds later, a clip of an interview that Jonathan did that I filmed with Phoenix Jones ended up in this documentary. And I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. like, like, damn. And not only that, cause I'm still friends with El Caballero. The dude ah, who's like really? one of the, yeah, I'm still friends with the guy. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I mean, we're Facebook friends, but uh, the funniest moment from that weekend with Phoenix Jones, who is listeners, he is, or was a wannabe vigilante superhero in Seattle who at ZombieCon we had him up because that was in Seattle and he's like a local celeb there. He was and maybe still is. Like he was a nice guy and he would just go around his neighborhood and try and like stop crime. But he told a funny story on this panel that I was moderating at the convention where he's like, Oh, just if you want to build a net gun that you're shooting after crooks, just make sure that the net shoots out fast that you can run or else you're going to run into your own net and you're going to have to explain it to the police when they come and cut you out of your own net. (laughs) And and he was hilarious. And I just basically spent the panel dunking on him like playfully. And he came and he picked me up and pretended to body slam me. And I was like, no, no. And it was a lot of fun. So uh, we we had a little kayfabe there, my boy. 
uh, Phoenix Jones and I, and and he was yeah. a good dude. Yeah, I have I to could... watch that documentary, man. I mean, spoiler alert: he got arrested for selling drugs. So okay, not a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> not a good dude. I, I, he, did, did, he, did he? Maybe that's why he caught himself in his own freaking net gun. <laughs> yeah, True, he's man. like, "Well, I caught the crook. It was me." Uh, Coke all... is his kryptonite, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so is that is that the only thing you've been playing? Is there anything on your radar, John, that you want to get into besides that thirteen-hour demo that you now have a mandatory well, like yeah. homework? I mean, I, I've got that. I've got that samurai game sitting on my. <sighs> I've got the ghosts of I, no, Shishima. Shishima. I've got ghosts of Shishima, which I'm seeing now we're going to talk about because it's getting a director's cut for the PS4 and PS5. Like I haven't even cracked that thing open for the PS4 yet. And I just love these games, but um, I'll get to a point where I can just like, I, I had a pretty good run. I was really clipping through last of us uh, before I got busy and, uh, and I'll get back to it. I'll have fun. The, the games I'm looking forward to, that I'm like, Jonathan, you got to clear your schedule. Like, obviously, Breath of the Wild 2. Like, I have to, whatever whatever I'm working on when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, that is over. And <laughs> it will always be Breath of the Wild 2 for the next two, three months until uh, I complete that game to its fullest. Um, but no, honestly, all my video games is listening to this show every two weeks. Oh, and, good. And I, yeah, this is this and Geekscape, uh, Xbox Game Passengers is like, that is my diet of video gaming is listening to y'all. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. Ten minutes a night, I, I play some Metopia. <laughs> it is the best way to fall asleep because I'm like, and I don't need to stay awake for this anymore. This is nonsense. Well, Josh, uh, what have you been playing? What's your what's your go to? What's your heroin? Uh just way too much lately. Um, I'll try to speed through it, but um, we I got time, baby. The- we got time. Derek's not here to like tell us to like. <laughs> Like shut up, so mommy's not here. <laughs> yeah, all right, it's free free rain now. Cool. All right, but uh, yeah, I just finished Resident Evil Village today, which it sucks. Derek's not here because I know he was talking about it a few shows ago, and I I'm so mad at myself because I believed what they said on the title screen when they said put it on hardcore difficulty if you're a Resident Evil veteran, but that shit was not for Resident Evil veterans. It was just masochistic and terrible, <laughs> and it pretty much it. Almost ruined my experience, but I powered through it. And af- uh, after I think three hours on just the last boss alone, I finally just got it over with today, <laughs> this morning. And I was very happy to then throw it on easy with infinite ammo and just massacre everybody and get through a half the game in an hour after that. But damn, and you know why Derek's it's... not here, right? Because oh, of because of the heat wave that's going through the Pacific Northwest. He recorded the last Xbox Game Passengers in his underwear because it was so overheated. He's worried about power outages. He was. I asked him to be on the Geekscape main show this week, and he's like, I don't think that's a good idea, man. The heat wave is causing us to overcrank the uh, air conditioner. We can have a power outage anytime. I actually recorded Xbox Game Passengers this week in my underwear. Hell yeah. Like, that, that incentivizes me to have you on the show more. Was there video? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the main show, there's video, and I would have had him... His underwear. his underwear and ask him to put on tassels <laughs> <laughs> one tassel on the you know the special spot i'm wearing tassels under my t-shirt right now there you go um a I, I question for um i bought a i bought a two-pack of resident evil 7 and resident evil 8 on steam you can get both of them for like 70 bucks um when i hear the uh <clears throat> oh, this is this difficulty is for resident evil veterans only i feel like 
because this is a completely like first person shooter, like kind of from all the footage I've seen of it, and I haven't played seven, but it feels kind of like a combination of um, Dishonored and PT. Is that kind of like an accurate, an accurate statement? So it's not really like Resident Evil veterans would be playing on that difficulty. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of fair. Like what they were trying to do is kind of blend PT with uh, some of the uh, design philosophies of the original three, I think. So it's a lot, it's more about kind of exploring a smaller enclosed space with a lot of different like puzzles and barriers and trying to figure out ways to kind of make really slow, steady progress while at the same time trying to conserve your weapons and ammo for the enemies that pop up and that kind of stuff. So it's like, and I was talking about this with Megan because she was like, you know, what is it that you don't like about these new ones? Because I, I like 7 and 8, but not as much as some of the older ones. And mm-hmm. I really had to put some thought into it because I couldn't put my finger on it. But I think the old ones really, and something that the new ones are missing is that the old ones really felt almost like a puzzle game in a way where they really rewarded you and gave you a lot of different ways to completely avoid combat, which I think is where the survival really came into play with the survival horror. Because I remember being able to get to the point where in Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil Code Veronica, I could like get through the whole game without killing anything because I knew how to manipulate the AI, manipulate the zombies well enough to where I could completely avoid combat. And so when I would get to the bosses, I would have this whole like armory full of ammo that I was able to save. And then with the new ones, they have the they have that aspect where it's like fewer enemies and less um, less combat focused and a deeper sense of isolation like the old ones, but there's just so many situations where they still force you into combat. So you don't really ever feel like you're in a position where you can outsmart the enemies. It's always just going to end up coming down to how many bullets do you have? Like how, how great is your accuracy and how many health items have you stocked up? And that's not really as fun to me. And to be fair, like the second half of eight, there's this one area in particular that felt a lot like the older games. But in the first half of the game, I feel like there's a lot of spaces where everything's just so tight and enclosed where you can't avoid combat. And to me, there's not, to me, that's not really fun, especially on the harder difficulty. Like I said, I think I kind of ruined the experience for myself, but (laughs) um, like quote unquote, old school Resident Evil was more about figuring out ways to avoid combat. Whereas I swear, especially the later bosses in the game or not even bosses, some of the regular enemies, they would take like 15, 20 bullets to kill um the bosses one of the bosses in particular like in the middle of the game i think i had stored up like 75 handgun bullets like (laughs) three three or four grenades like 10 sniper bullets like 30 shotgun bullets and i swear it took every single bullet that i had when i was over with when i was finally done with it i think i had five handgun bullets left and like nothing else and i had literally just been shooting him for like 15 minutes before he finally died and i'm like you know it gets to a point where it's just not fun anymore. It just starts feeling tedious and you're just anxious for it to be over with, which is how some of those fights were. And then meanwhile, I'm watching Megan play it on normal and that same boss died within like, within like five minutes of just shooting a couple of explosives. At him. So I'm like, dude, that's another thing too. Cause like the gap between like normal feels like easy and hard feels like the post game unlockable game hard. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and I guess emphasize that a little bit more is that there is an actual, new game plus hard difficulty where when you pick it they actually warn you 
that if you're going to play that mode, they encourage you to turn on the cheats with infinite ammo because the enemy's health is so huge that they want you to use the cheats to be able to get through it because of how much damage they take. Okay. So it's kind of... It sounds like it sounds like my experience with Uncharted 4, where Derek just like was pissed at me because I played <laughs> it on the hardest difficulties. Like, That's why you didn't like it. You suck. Hmm. So you think you would have liked it better if it was not as difficult? I definitely would have liked it more if it was on normal, but at the same time, everyone I've played, everyone I've talked to who's played it on normal says it's way too easy. And watching Megan play it and beat that same boss that I struggled with in like five minutes with a fraction of the resources, it really does illustrate the huge gap between normal and hard. It feels like there was like one or two difficulties in between that they could have thrown in there. Maybe she's an actual veteran. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe she's what they thought of when they said veteran. And not just a, a coward who sneaks away from combat. Oh, yeah. Huh? huh? Yeah. I'm kidding. Well, you, no, you do what you got to do to survive. <laughs> as, 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 tu, as Tupac once said. <laughs> it didn't turn out too well for him. No. <laughs> but yeah, but that was my that was my Resident Evil story. It's a, it's a good game, though. Otherwise, it's just the ammo sponges are just bullshit. I hated it. I hated myself for a that while. Was, that was one of my that was one of my complaints with the Division Two is you would get to like the end game stuff with some of the uh, harder difficult um, harder difficult harder difficult Jesus um, higher difficulty bosses and you would just you know shoot mag after mag after mag and it really took me out of the you know post apocalyptic. Uh, you know, realism of of the game. Just a you know, a dude with a a a, a fireman's axe taking every ammo that I had in my backpack. So, I feel <laughs> you. I feel the pain. I feel the pain. No, yeah, it's crazy. But um, aside from that, the thing that I was most excited about this week is that the uh, Neo World Ends with You and Monster Hunter Stories two demos both came out this week. Which you I've say been... Neo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the world. It's essentially the world ends with you too. Okay. Like, and that one is the one I was really anxious to see because have it has anybody here played the first one at all? Yeah, I played the first one. Just yeah. just yeah. just a, just for a minute on the DS. Yeah, so like the gameplay revolved around you actively controlled one character on the bottom screen and then the top character you would control with like the buttons and you would be doing you would be controlling them both at the same time but you had to time the attacks so that they would kind of attack like concurrently or like one after the other and it would power up your attacks that way. So it was a really unique gameplay mechanic, but it really could only be done on a dual screen. So they've, you know, they've ported it to iPad and to switch and they adjusted the gameplay to match it without the dual screen, but it did lose some of its uniqueness, I thought. So they turned this one into like a, like a third person action RPG instead of like the 2d game that it used to be. And I was kind of curious on how that was going to work. So actually getting to play it now, it was surprisingly solid in terms of keeping that spirit because now originally you had one character who had like a bunch of powers and now you have a whole party, but each party member only has one power, but you can kind of stack them one after another so that, if you take turns and like do combos with each of the party members working together at the same time, it builds up the damage multipliers. It builds up your rewards at the end. So I was pretty impressed. I thought they did a good job of, like I said, kind of re retaining the spirit of the original DS game while translating it into a, a single screen game. So 
that was pretty exciting. And the cool thing about like back on the Dragon Quest demo, this demo, the Monster Hunter demo, so many of them nowadays, instead of it just being like a small chunk of the game, it's literally say like the first few chapters of the story. And then if you buy the real full game when it comes out, you just pick up where you left off from the demo. That was my that was my question uh, with the um, Dragon Warrior one is if you had to start over. I didn't have to start over on Metopia. I picked up right where the demo left up, (laughs) uh, right where it left off. And I was all like, yay, let's save some faces. (laughs) The game's terrible. But when everything, when everything feels exactly the same, does it make a difference? (laughs) No, that game is terrible. I like how you, I like how you shook your head and we're an audio podcast. I'm, uh, I, listen, I'm doing the courtesy of muting my mic when I'm not speaking, so that you don't hear my hmm, oh yeah, ooh ah, yeah, or the people people who just started yelling outside too. But that's beside the point. But uh, but yeah, and then the Monster Hunter Stories demo is the same where it, it carries over your data and. If it, I don't know if either of you have played, um, any of you have played the first Monster Hunter stories, but this is pretty much the exact same thing gameplay yeah. wise. It's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors RPG where the monsters will have certain poses and based off of their pose, you have to guess if they're going to use a certain attack and use the one that is strong against it. And so then in those games, it's kind of like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon where it's a turn-based RPG where you collect the monsters from Monster Hunter and you fight side by side with them. And it's more of a traditional turn-based RPG compared to the mainline action RPG games that the regular Monster Hunter series is. But um, it has a huge visual upgrade over the DS version, like the animations, the graphics, the uh, cell shading style of it looks great. Um, I spent a really long time trying to make a short-haired character based off of an anime I just watched. And then when I finished making her and pressed start, she did a jump and I realized she had a ponytail in the back and I never spun her (laughs) around. So that made me mad but i didn't want to start over so i just kept going this may have been the most josh comment we're gonna get on this episode (laughs) no but yeah that game is a lot of fun too um and then just to speed around the rest of it just because it's leaving game pass i'm playing the terrible story mode from marvel versus capcom infinite again just because it's so bad um i probably talked about this on an old 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 geekscape show but i'm just my motivation is to get to the ending where like spoilers for a five-year-old terrible game that nobody played, but like at the very end, Lady Death leaves Thanos for a Darkstalkers character. So then he, so then it's in, canon. Yeah, I'm making so, it. Can- it's canon now. So like at the end of like the chaos where they're fighting Ultron to get the Infinity Stones back, uh, Thanos steals uh, Ryu's like evil Ryu power, and then he goes to. He goes back to his throne where Lady Death and the Darkstalkers guy are. And then he like charges up this evil like Dark Hadouken to get revenge on them. But then it just fades to black without him throwing it. Because that's supposed to be like the cliffhanger. Like is Thanos going to use Reed's power to take over the universe? And what? it's like, what the fuck? Cliffhanger to what? So, that is some bad it's, writing. It's the most uh, bizarre, awfully yeah. written. And that's the other thing with Resident Evil 8. The dialogue is just so fucking bad. And I think that Capcom has like with the same guy writing every single game they make because <laughs> playing through this Marvel Infinite storyline again, it's just fucking Somebody, um, just a quick like trivia tidbit for Resident Evil 8. Someone um, got a hold of the wire mesh model for Lady Dima, Dima Crescu or, you know, Big Mommy Milker's Lady. <laughs> <laughs> and they they calculated it. There's more polygons in her ass than an entire scene of Resident Evil One. 
<laughs> but Resident uh, Evil One, let's be yeah, fair, like that yeah. PS One game. I remember that PS One game and just be. I mean, I was, I was still like holding out that the Dreamcast was going to bring back the the Sega like the 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 wonderful age of Sega and it was going to be like a renaissance. I didn't know anything that was going on behind the scenes. So yeah. as like a as a kid who spent his first allowance money in mode lawns to buy a Genesis is the first thing he ever saved up for. You know, I was all in on the Genesis stuff. Like I was definitely uh drinking the the Sega Kool-Aid. Um and when the PS1 came out, I just didn't jump ship. I just said, hey, no, no, the Dreamcast is going to have its renaissance. It's going to bring back the golden age of Sega. I was in complete denial. <laughs> and I was hypercritical of that polygon style that you saw in like pointy breast um, Tomb Raider Lara Croft, and yeah. Laura Croft. And then like, <laughs> and, and I remember we used to make fun of the opening to Resident Evil, um, oh, so a game good. that I always mm. just thought was not good and then it turns out it's a really good game and jonathan should have been more fair to the the esteemed competition because sega was dead we just hadn't thrown dirt on it yet oh, and uh <laughs> the opening was like near 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Oh like God, it's yeah. got like that jump scare yeah. we mm-hmm. used to just watch that on replay over and over again and this isn't there's no youtube in like 1997 1998 we just play the stupid cutscene over and over again <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad god that reminds me that i'm not exactly those dogs scene. scare the shit out of you oh yeah, yeah even too. even now when those, those dogs jump out yeah. i throw the controller i was like fuck this I'm hey out. you know what you know what scared the shit out of me, and I never finished the original version of Resident Evil One because of it, is those fucking sharks. But not when oh, they could yeah. attack you. They scared the shit out of me when they were out of the water, and when you would get close to them, they would start violently flopping around. I, 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 uh, I had these friends that we used to play video games with. This is a video game related story. I'm gonna tell it. <laughs> they were called the Sa- they were they were called the Saisons. and my two brothers and I. I'm I'm the middle child, growing up, and. Uh, we were all in soccer. That's what Hispanic kids do when they get grown up. They 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 don't play little league. They get put in soccer. And we met the Cezanne, who were they were an Irish family. And the Cezans actually had kids that three kids that paralleled us in age. So there was Brian, Mark, and I forget the older brother, but Mark was my age. Brian was Paul's age, and we all kind of grew up playing video games together. And they were, you know, my parents got divorced. And so video games was kind of like the thing that uh, we give up. You just play them, right? Like the, <laughs> the divorced parents are like, we don't know. We don't know the rule for the other household. I guess mm-hmm. Jonathan bought himself the Genesis over there. So like over here, let's let him play the NES, you know, like you, you know, we're smart kids. You got to put the, the parents against each other when they're divorced, right? Yo, I wish my parents divorced way yeah. earlier than that so sounds the, dope. So the Saison's No parents, downsides and emotional stunting, the right? The Saison's parents did not divorce. And I ended up getting a Sega Genesis. No, I ended up getting the Sega CD because I traded an Amiga computer for it because they wanted to play the Amiga computer. I was like, yeah, you got a Sega CD. Give me that Sega CD. I'll get you that Amiga computer. 
I think my mom needed it, the Omega computer to finish college, but it was on its way to the Saisons because I was going to get that Sega CD so I could play that Night Trap and see some girls in 90s getting yeah. chased around by Yay. weird vampires. Jonathan had needs as a 13-year-old. Like I, I had needs, and that meant watching some Night Trap clips. you got to be jamming me. Okay, so. Dude, I said that in traffic out loud today. Somebody cut me off, and I was like, vampires, you've got to be, be jamming me. me. It's the, I mean, find it on YouTube. That's my favorite part of Night Trap. A, a game that did not have a lot of favorite parts. It's not a good game, but whatever. That's what jo- the Jonathan's true line is. He plays trash. I'm the Matt Kelly of video games. So. <laughs> So, so basically, uh, the, this is almost a video game story, but because the Saisons stayed married, they had rules for their kids with the video games. And the rules are no TV or video games during the week, during the school year. During the summer, you can F around and play video games during the weeknights as light as you want, whatever. Nobody cares. There's no school. But during the school year, you ain't playing no video games during the week so you know those friends who when you're over like late during the weekday your parents just give up and go i just spend the night over there i ain't coming to pick you up just spend the night over there so one night we're over at the saison's house and there's nothing to do because it's a weekday yeah we're not able to play video games they sneak the video games they sneak the tv they sneak the video games we're sitting there in the double bedroom (laughs) with the volume down low playing the video games we were not supposed i didn't know i didn't know I play video games during the weekday at my parents because I pitted them against each other. But the Saisons, <laughs> they had rules in their house. And this guy, Bob Saison, this Irish dude, he might have just, I don't know, he could have used a shillelagh for what the scene that was about to <laughs> play out. He caught wind. He's like, those kids are really quiet in that room, <laughs> right? Like, they're up to something. Without us knowing, he cracks the door and he witnesses these four kids are playing video games. Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm not even gonna try and do his uh, Irish accent. But he fucking kicks the door <laughs> in and says, "I done told you, boys, no TV during the school year." <laughs> he, he fucking like bear grabs this fucking TV and like hugs the video game system, presses it to the TV, rips it out of the wall and just yanks it out. He goes, I done told you with such force. He just yanks the thing out of the wall. He probably tore the cable off. Like all the, it was violence. And, and they're like, they were really mean to their dad, uh, not just in disobedience, but they were like, we're playing video games, you idiot. You know, they were those kids, mal portados, that mm-hmm. would just like, like talk shit to their parents. Oh, hell no. And he was like, <laughs> we're playing, you idiot. Hey, don't take that, you moron. Like they would say that to their kids. <laughs> he bear hugs this video game system to the TV, rips it out. It was a SNES, rips it out of the freaking wall. He's like marching down the hallway to the garage. And we hear him just like, kick the door to the garage we're like i'm like keep it back i don't want any yeah, part yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're chasing him down this hallway he kicks over the door the garage he's like god damn the video game <laughs> he kicks the door open and he launches the tv and the video game off the hood of his car <laughs> it just jumps the thing into the garage <laughs> as he, he does it with such force <laughs> he rips ass as he does it <laughs> Let's out just the biggest fart. <laughs> like, almost oh. tore a hole in his pants. <laughs> He's 
Oh, okay. so fucking bad. <laughs> it happened so fast. It was so violent. It happened so fast. <laughs> within, within seconds, out of my periphery, I see him crack the door open. And then just rage immediately. I, I told you, no video games during the school year. Bear hug, rips it, destroys it, march down the thing, tripping on the cord, barely bear, like bursts open the door to the garage, chucks the thing, rips ass in the bucket. It was violence. That was a night. We begged our parents to come to pick us up. We didn't think we were going to wake up in the morning. <laughs> I was like, please come get us. He's gone crazy. <laughs> he destroyed their SNES. <laughs> you, you have to come get us, please. Oh my god, it was all when it was all three of you? No, it was just Paul and I with Mark and Brian, but it oh. happened so fast, Shane. It was it was a horror movie. <laughs> No video games during the school year. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, oh have, have either uh, Carlos? Do you have a similar similar story to that? Uh, man, I don't know which one to pick out of the roller deck, so I'll just choose one for sure. I used to go to this. Uh, so here in in, in um, near LACC, near where Josh, it, we, uh, used, I mean, I don't know if you still live in that mm, area yeah, I'm or not. There used to be this cool arcade place called College Arcade, which that's where you met course, Megan. Really, you met? I think that's co- where Josh met arcade? Megan. You met Megan at Family Arcade. I've that met DDR? Megan at the Family Arcade when I've asked her to meet me there. But okay, no. <laughs> is that the one across <laughs> Vermont or Virgil from yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So there used to be two arcades. You might not remember, but the billiards that's there used to be called College Arcade. Um, and that that one, of course, had like all the imports. Had everything. You you would get. We would. We would go there just to play Tekken because we kept hearing people talk about Tekken and, and you know, read it at Tips and Tricks and be like, what is Tekken? Tekken 3, Tekken 4. Everyone was talking about all these new games are coming out. So me and my brother would go there. And, of course, not tell my mom that we were going there. She'd be like, yeah, we're going to go play basketball. And then my brother's like, here's some bus tokens. We're going right now. It's going to take us 15 minutes to get there. But it's gonna, we're going to spend at least two hours. So he was like, I got my mom's. Like, I, I ended up grabbing like 20 bucks on my mom's purse. Let's go. So we ended up going. Oh, wait, wait, what you don't know about these like old school arcade places that they also include games that were not um, for kids. Um, <laughs> okay, there was yeah. this little game and I, I, I can kind of find it on, on, on Google, but I, I still can't track the name. You're like this little spark and you're trying to fill up these like mystery squares. And as you keep filling up and filling up squares, pieces of a female part will start appearing i I know exactly what you're talking about so (laughs) uh, you can you can imagine a 10 year old curious carlos you're like what is this what is sexy i don't know i'm gonna put a quarter in it and i will play it and (laughs) i you know put a quarter in you fire you i know right i was like i was in there and and i was like well this is kind of cool and then um after you complete three levels of it, I was like, wow, you get a, like, if you complete the whole thing, you get like a naked girl. I figured it out. I put two and two. I was like, oh, more naked girls. I could see more naked girls. What they don't tell you is that there's a mini boss that's a penis shooting little spaceships out of it. <laughs> my brother, my brother was like, you know, he, he 
didn't really know. I don't think he even knew. He was so busy playing Tekken and like the new Street Fighter Alpha. He could care less what I was doing. He was like, oh, he's playing like some baby games or whatever. Find so the then, spark. So then, you know, my mom being um, Magnum PI, she's super <laughs> smart. She got two and two and one. She's like, I'm missing $20. And I only know one thing that they could be doing, 20 bucks. She had an idea that that my brother was at this arcade, which she which she didn't know what was I playing on the darkest corner of this college arcade. Oh no! My mom comes in and she's next to me. I don't, I'm not there. I'm just this little horny kid going like, "Oh my god, thank you, girls, cool, cool, cool." <laughs> and she goes to my ear, and in Spanish, she's like, "How are you enjoying the game?" Which is, which is weird when you have an erection. Yeah, which is really rare too. Uh, all that just like completely just my whole, I felt like I was going to die there. I, just complete, <laughs> complete death stare. I, I can, I can see the tube and the reflection of her uh, <laughs> just looking at me with this disgrace, anger, and judging me by just fighting this little penis thing that's like wiggling around and shooting all these little torpedoes while I'm trying to unsquare these like hot chicks. And so at that moment, um, I could see, I kind of, I didn't even want to even look at her because I already could tell the, the, just the anger that it's boiling up in her. But I could see my brother who's across because I'm, 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 I could see him like from the corner of my eye as well. And he's just like, just stop. He's like, it's over. Like, you're we're, a dead we're, man. We're, we're fucking dead. Like, that's, that's it. You and me are dead. <laughs> it's basically a bar game. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's like an, it's, it's a bar like game. An, it's like an updated version of Kicks. Q-I-X, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I rem- I remember it well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah that that did not end well for the both of us, and did not end well for my brother either. So we were, we were, quote unquote, banned from going to college arcade. We could we could go to the family arcade. What my mom didn't know is that family arcade had that same arcade too in the <laughs> darkest corner of the place. So she thought like it's family. They only have family arcade. That's all they have. Mama, so she how do you think families got made, baby? Yeah, <laughs> Birds and the bees. You know? Did you, did you, did your mom chunkle you? Oh no. That my was, mom was not a chunkler mom. No, my mom's not a chunkler. She was, uh, I think that day, I think that day she decided to get us on the, I'm going to get these electrical cords day. So that was, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Way worse than the Yeah. Oh, that's like hardcore. My I, mom did chunkla once, and my dad was a pick a switch day. Like, he did a pick the switch once. Uh, one time he did a pick a belt once, but mm. <laughs> fucking electrical cable. That's just oh, yeah. She, she, that's she, child abuse stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she was on it. I mean, she was more mad that, we, A, we stole money. B, we lied to yeah. her that we we're going to play basketball. C, I was literally playing a porn game, and I was underage, and literally the... The guy who ran the place, my mom's like, "How can you let these games play?" And, he's, and I could tell the guys like, I, "I I just work here, dude. I don't give a Yo. fuck what your kid does. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, I just don't." Um, so it, it it was it was worth it though, because then after that, I was like, "Wow, that, I like you know." I was like, "I like watching magazines now." So I started like, "That's where the magazine trend started." You know, nobody had internet back then, dog. You know, you get a sneak peek at a magazine, you're like. Okay, so I want to say 1991, 2, 3, uh, somewhere in there when BBSs started popping up, the bulletin board systems, you'd have to dial them up on your modem, and they were basically, they were bulletin boards. So sometimes people would upload a file, usually a shareware game, like a portion of Doom was an early BBS game that you'd download portions of, but a lot of these were Apogee games, like Commander Keen and stuff like that, or maybe you'd Shots on Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah. The uh, sometimes you'd you'd 
dial up and you'd make a trade in drug wars or something like that, you know, or there were always these, these turn-based games, but you'd have to uh, dial up to get them. And you had access to some limited version of their DOS file system. Uh, and you'd see what files they had. Maybe they had a portion of Doom or an Apogee shareware game and you could download some of it. Sometimes they had the jackpot. And that Hell meant yeah. they had a directory where you could download pornography. And there was these really slow, like, downloading pictures of naked women. And it was, you know, these were scanned from, like, magazine photos. I mean, this is not the high-res stuff we got now on high-speed internet. This is dial-up modem stuff. and 12-baud um, modem. Oh, these, these women, pictures. Women in 256 colors oh, on they, the Amiga. Yeah, they were the visual equivalent of a MIDI player. Like, this is not... This is not fun. <laughs> but the thing is, with those modems, uh, there's caller ID. They know where you're calling from because it's literally your 512 number for Austin. That's the area code. And they would see your, your phone number. So I called up a BB. I heard about this phone number modem that I could call up. And, oh, it, had, no. and it had a directory that had, was full of the good stuff. And I was a boy with questions. <laughs> and I was going to answer them. And the guy, yeah. So, so I'm downloading this stuff, and somewhere, somewhere, I got to, you know, it tipped off to whoever ran it. Like this kid's underage, and he's downloading all the good stuff out of my directory. Maybe it was just like how I was trying to download everything at once. I just like maybe it was the urgency with which, the desperation yeah. with, with with which, the same kind of characteristic that would nosedive me in dating letter later on. Like, don't yeah. let him know you're desperate. I was yeah. desperate, uh, so we was get a phone desperate. call. Yeah, we get a phone call at the house. And I got called into my dad's room and he's like, so Jonathan, uh, I just got a call from somebody who runs a BBS, a bulletin board system. I, uh, he says that you were downloading adult material from it to use on the computer. And I was like, yeah, and video games. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm, I love gaming and stuff so, so much. Just like comic books when like, Back you know, to get, comics. You, yeah, you get rejected, but you never got rejected by comics. Like they're just they're intertwined with our sexuality. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got them from the same source back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, I, the the closest story I have to that is um, one day uh, at three in the morning, my mom kicks my door in. She's like, "What are you doing? Staying up so late playing your baby games?" And I run across the door. I pushed the door shut i said mom i'm playing starcraft with koreans they're they're awake now i gotta get good she's like all right, all right, go, go to bed i was watching porn so it was close it was close and i was 22 23 at the time so it was weird that you know she decided to kick my door in at my house but uh, no yeah, let's be fair you still live with your dad so you can top that story tomorrow or <laughs> you know like you can, you can still get a talking to from your dad anytime yeah. now hey let's be real it's the other way around he lives with me this oh is, yeah this yeah. is my hey, dad this when are you gonna start paying rent yeah, right? Yeah, All right. Hey, Listen, I get that senior citizen tax discount, so I'm not going to really rock the boat or anything. You're like basically that. running like an elderly center is basically it. <laughs> oh, yeah you're, yeah. you're like a COVID hotspot at this point. Oh, no, it's great. I got the bug out bug out van. I'm going to do it up like that, um, like Ving Rhames did in that one Day of the Dead sequel. <laughs> I do remember the Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. Um, I'm sorry that I'm like so bad at keeping y'all in format here on Geekscape Games. I know that y'all have a pretty strict format. I know it runs long, but the fun of it is that you'll have a good format and I'm completely destroying it. That being said, Josh, like what's your disciplinary story? I know that feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the really 
just two quick ones when because you're talking about resident evil that same cutscene you were talking about so my neighbor like my neighbors were like three three kids and the youngest one was terrified of the game but he had told himself he was just going to stay there and watch the cutscene no matter what so he's like sitting there sitting there sitting there and as soon as the guy is like going to pull up the hand he just freaks out and can't take it anymore so he bolts out of the room but he trips over the playstation cable rips it out of the playstation trips <laughs> like trips so bad that he's like hopping on one foot trying to regain his balance and slams his head right into the wall and, 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 <laughs> dude that's the that was the cutscene. he neo 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 and then the hand comes in a frame like, ah. yeah we those days on kids we played a game called ghost is a fucking stupid game these kids is that the nes game no this is a live game oh this is a game where you cover yourself in a sheet and you turn out the lights and it's basically marco polo with one person being completely blind (laughs) but not in in a pool right it's basically marco polo in a bedroom where you're covered in a sheet like a ghost and the lights are off and he, the ghost has to like like listen for you, and you can't touch the ground. You have to jump bed to bed, which makes yeah. it very dangerous, especially for the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one night the saisons are having an alcoholic rager, which they had sometimes, and we're in the bedroom and we're playing ghost, and they're partying in the in the living room, and we're jumping. There's like two twin beds or whatever beds in the in the kids room and we're about we're jumping back and forth between these separate beds while the ghost the ghost can touch the ground but everybody else can't touch the ground and the lights are off and they were you know the light we already can't see the lights are off but the ghost definitely can't see (laughs) and so we're trying to avoid the ghost and the ghost has to like grab you and actually have their hands on you for you to turn into the ghost right okay it can't just touch you it actually has to grab you and i got you so the ghost is going back and forth. We don't really know how the ghost is. In mid-leap, somebody hits the ghost, and you just hear a fucking whap sound. And then you hear this, uh. <laughs> I mean, it was a violent crunch of a sound. Uh. We knew that the ghost had gotten knocked down by somebody jumping across the bed to bed. <laughs> and in trying to wheel around to grab them, the ghost had probably tripped on it, the sheet. Went down, and all he saw when the light came on was that the ghost's face was in the corner of the bed. <laughs> like, oh. face first, in the edge of the bed, like, folded, like, dead. Like, I just dented my head in. The ghost rolled over. We thought he was dead. We roll him over, and that's when you see the blood start appearing on the sheet. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm telling all the Saison stories out. Blood, like it is a it is a perfectly white sheet, and blood just starts spreading on the sheet. We thought he was dead. We thought little Brian Saison was fucking dead. And, and even even more sc- scary was the idea that we were going to have to go and interrupt this alcoholic swinger party. Where the hell was going on in the living room? To tell them like this kid's dead. <laughs> like like, we, like his face hit into the corner of a bed. He's a real ghost now. <laughs> He's actually a real ghost. Hey, man. See, he would have been better off playing video games after all. See, 
You shouldn't have ripped the damn video game out of the wall and thrown it off the hood of your car. <laughs> yeah, uh, there were definitely some stitches and like a facial reconstruction after that. <laughs> no more ghosts. We have not played ghosts at Comic Con, but maybe oh, 20, this... 2022, baby. Ghosts yeah. is going up. Matt Kelly, get ready for ghost. Ghost versus the cock shark. Here we go. Yep. It's, it's going to be like uh, one of those. Uh, one of those straight to DVD movies. Boa versus Python. Mm-hmm. Ghost versus yeah. Cockshark. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Carlos, you've never met the Cockshark, have you? No, he but has, it sounds probably, bit... maybe not in the form we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll meet him. You'll meet Sorry. him. Sorry, so, so Josh, Josh, Josh uh, has a second story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hear that other story. No, it's just a quick one. But the closest I have to like. Uh being reprimanded over a video game really was there was a liquor store around the corner from me that would always have the new fighting games and they had virtual fighter 2 which anyone who's played virtual fighter knows that, that game's fucking bullshit um yeah. and they they, in, they input read you like crazy after like stage three so like i got to like stage five and it was like the farthest i ever got and the computer like barely beat me and so like eight-year-old me just kind of like got frustrated and kind of like slammed the buttons and then i'm like i'm just kind of like staring at the screen thinking about if i want to continue and then all of a sudden I feel someone's big ass hand come from behind me and just like smack me on the back like three times. And it was like the, the guy, it was like the cash register guy. And he was like, well, how do you like it? Cause I hit the buttons and I was like, dude, what the fuck? I just, I just like sulked out of the liquor store and Sorry. came back the next day. But <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. No, that was it though. Other than that, no, like I've been pretty lucky. No one ever caught me at the college arcade, but I never played those kind of games. Like I think my, my option was to play that game or Street Fighter 1. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a Street Fighter 1. I thought it started with 2. What the fuck? So I just started <laughs> yeah. playing Street Fighter 1. Oh, man. Oh, and- <laughs> good times. Good times. So uh, how is uh, how's Mario Golf? <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a thing. I kind of wish I should have spent 60 bucks on it or 50 bucks. Dude, take that's, that. why, I mean, that's why I got it from GameStop. No, uh, <laughs> it did. I mean, you I know mean, that. I, I would say the the rush mode. I think it's cool when you have friends around, but that should have been in Mario Party or something. I feel like that mode should have been like added onto it. Um, I don't know. I, at this point, I'd rather play Golf Story. I, I mean, that has like double of anything. It has a great story. Um, I, I mean, right now it's only on Steam, which kind of kind of weird. I think Steam and Switch right now, and it's on sale. It's on Switch. It's on sale right now on Switch. By it. Derek it's a really good game. Golf story. It, it's it's really fun. Um, I know they're working on a second part to it, so it, it it's super well worth it. So if you want a better experience, any of our three listeners that are listening, uh, you should totally play Golf Story. I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I I would skip Mario Golf immediately. Just you have Dude. a better experience. Well written story, characters that really expand. It's goofy. It's fun. It's everything that you want on the Mario Golf, but probably better. So yeah. What happened to Mario Golf? Remember the GBA games or the and the Game Boy Color were yeah, like those a are full on dope. RPG. Those are really yeah. good. Those are really good. You and know, like what the I last couple is, Mario, huh? I think they're just like really trying to. I, I think Camelot has the the license to Mario Golf in a sense, and so they have to pump out stuff. And when they do it, they're like, "Hey, let's just pump it out and add I don't know, like a story mode, but with nothing else besides that." And after you get like the three hour mark, just want to leave. I think I think yeah. I think Nintendo really has to keep an eye on their sports their sports I guess parts of their game. But even I mean I don't even know how they keep making Olympic games every goddamn year. <laughs> I, 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 who's, who's buying this? I, I, I'm genuinely 
really want to know Olympics that often. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, There's more Olympic you, games than there are Olympics. <laughs> where are these people buying these games, bro? Like I, I've been so, trying to scratch my head. Who has them on their desks? Maybe, maybe so, they just populate there randomly. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and it'd be different if Camelot was making this, using this money to make a new Golden Sun or some shit. But it's like <laughs> it's just the same. And the frustrating thing about it is, people they have to know that people want a good story mode like the old GB mm-hmm. Game Boy Color GBA games because. I think the last two or three sports games, they've heavily advertised, hey, we're adding an adventure mode. And everyone's like, oh, shit, they're finally listening to us and bringing back the old school adventure modes. And then they're like three hour glorified tutorials where like the last half hour is the only interesting part. But by then you've just completely given up. Yeah. And it to make it so much worse is like how you mentioned the speed golf is better with people like. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this out of story, but the speed golf sucks so bad on the story mode, because if you finish the, your hole before them, the computer, you have to sit there and watch them finish. You can't just like skip or simulate <laughs> their um. or simulate their turn like you. And sometimes it's like the, sometimes either they're like the best AI you've ever seen where they're getting like eagles from across the, the across the green or whatever. And then there's other times where they'll be putting from like five inches away. And since they're forcing you to watch them play, you'll see them rotate the camera off to the side and then miss like a five inch putt on purpose. And I'm like, dude, just hit the fucking ball so I can move on with this fucking game. It's, I don't know. It's, I got it from GameStop specifically because I had a feeling I wasn't going to like it. And they have that policy on some games where if mm-hmm. you don't like it, you can return it for, for um, full credit within 48 hours of release. So I pumped it out in one day took it right back and put all the money towards the world ends with you. So nice it, worked out. it worked out, but fuck if I could say one good thing though, the motion controls on it worked really well. <laughs> I thought, but, and and the battle mode was really cool too, where there's like 10 holes on a map. Yeah. And, yeah, just, cool. and everyone can just choose whichever holes they want. And the first one to get like three holes or whatever is like the winner. That mode is really cool, but yeah, it's really not worth it. Like everything I, that Carlos said, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd say if if you if you want a really cool multiplayer game, get Monster Hunter Rise. It's the best thing you can ever do with your life. You guys are drug you. peddlers. It, it, drug it is peddlers. It is improvement on all aspects. Like I'll say it and I'll say it again. I'll die with my Monster Hunter. I'm glad people are playing. I'm glad people picked up World and it got picked up in this giant enormous community that has grown to it. And Monster Hunter Rise. If you're a PC player, don't trip. It's coming soon. It's well worth it. I promise you. You like ninjas? Cool. You like killing monsters? Cool. Do you want to fight a Godzilla dude somewhere in the end? Hell yeah. <laughs> These are the three things I'm going to tell you. You want to play with your friends and hunt and, and explore the, the game worlds? Heck yeah. Do you want to ride a dog like a horse or have a cat as a companion? Or maybe you want to go solo and have those two dudes be your buddies? Monster Hunter Rise. Promise and it, it's super cool. If I'm going to buy one for the Switch... That's the game to get. I would say so. If you really want like a genuine experience of it, it, it I, I I always say if you want, um, you know, Shadow of the Colossus with a little bit of hunting in it, like, oh. like it has those too. Like you're you're hunt like the monsters get bigger as as yeah. you progress in the game, and they're adding free DLC. Uh, they have their first collaboration, quote unquote, with themselves. Um, but yeah, they, they they have in the past have done collaborations with others like The Witcher. They did one uh, with Resident Evil. Um, so there's potential for free. And this is all free, by the way, London. All these updates that they do is free. So aside from the only thing you'll pay is cosmetics or 
I don't know, like an emo package, but even then it's 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 totally worth supporting these guys who actually listen to the community and actually go like, okay, cool. Let's see how we can improve on the next one. So you're destroying my wallet and my productivity. Hey man, you, you know, it, it reminds me of good old, like old school blizzard when they would listen and be like, cool, we got it. We'll, we'll change it up. We'll do this stuff. Uh, just think of that. And, and, and the great thing about it is that the guy who runs monster hunter will now be handling street fighter, uh, property moving forward. So, oh, and, and that guy who's the director of Monster Hunter is actually the son of the CEO of Capcom. So, homie, homie got a spot there for a good while, and he's gonna stay there for a while. And he, he was the one that kind of decided for the Mega Man kind of uh, the new Mega Man games. He's, um, he's the guy who really stuck with like he 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 loved the RE engine, which is the engine that's being used for Resident Evil Eight and Seven, and brought that in with um with rise so he's like really knows where where to take these games and and listen to community stuff so highly recommend it that's my is, uh, is hmm? he the same one who got his start with um dragon's dogma yes or am i thinking of someone else no okay, no that's cool. him yeah, yeah yeah he's 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 like super like i want to make dragon dogma too but it's just that you know he can only say so much before the seats say yes you know what i mean like there's always yeah. that but uh, yeah, I'd say, you know, there is a demo for Monster Hunter Rise too. Then if you want to check it out, it, you could try different weapons. The good thing about it is it's, you can change class whenever you want. You don't have to stick with one class. If you're like, say, you know what? I want to pick up a bow. You could just change into that, that same day. Let's just say you're like, I want to do longsword. Cool. You could do that too. Do you have to re-level? No. 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 So, so I, I, had, I had to, I had to re-level in Utopia. So one thing, one thing about Monster Hunter. <laughs> One thing about Monster Hunter, it's a um, uh, you get you get better by getting better gear. Mm-hmm. So you can, um, you know, that's not my cat. <laughs> is that pickles? <laughs> that was me. No, is it pickles? No, it was pee. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but you um, you go after monsters and get different components and build better armor, better better weapons, and you can you can switch at any time. So I think yeah, you that's awesome. Get it, get it. Yeah, damn it! I know I'm gonna get this damn game. Yeah, Are we friends. Let's just make sure we have each other's friends codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can help. And the let's great thing it. about it is that I'm a higher hunter level. And you could just like dump gear I can help on me. You out. I could be no. Gear. I can help you out. Like hunt the, the the beginning monsters and literally just guide you how to play it. And I think that's what's so cool about Monster Hunter. It's, there's no. It used to be very like no, you have to be at this level to play with this person. But then they removed it and they saw that people really wanted to help other people. And that's why this game does really well with with a lot of community members. That you know, it's almost like World of Warcraft where. But where there's no like, PvP stuff. It's all hunt the monsters. No, it's, it's all it's all hunting monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. working together. It's a very working together kind of game. Because my friend rare. is uh, playing Rust. And he's been telling me about his experiences on the new PS4 like console version of, of Rust and how buggy. Yeah. I know it's super buggy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Rust just sounds like uh, what would happen if we had a purge. Like it oh, sounds like absolutely. people just yeah, trying yeah. to yeah, murder no, no, you. Yeah, yeah, you're just naked, trying not to get murdered at all times mm-hmm. in the game, and then it resets and you do it all over again a month later. Like it sounds pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, it is fun that... to watch videos of that stuff. Oh, it's hilarious. It's really um, good. Back when DayZ was first starting, there was this guy on YouTube that would find players, tie their hands together, and hold them at gunpoint, and he would have two people as hostage, and he would make them answer Seinfeld trivia, and whoever lost, he would kill. (laughs) I think think the FBI should have a game out there that just is like 
a Rust or a Daisy where you're like, hey, yeah, I play this game, but it's secretly an FBI monitoring game where if you start acting like that, there's a knock at your door. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? We were actually thinking of implementing the purge, but we have to make sure that you people aren't in society when we do it because you're just going to take the purge too far. You won't quit at 24 hours. That's, so, that's, that's, uh, funny. that's funny you say that because the FBI um, just did this big sting, international, like global sting where they um, – they had surreptitiously put out a uh, Android version of Android that was marketed towards criminals and like drug dealers and like human traffickers and stuff. And it was just a giant honey pot and they, they got all these people. So, so if there's a rust two or, you know, some other like really mm-hmm. like innocuous game, like it could be, it could be the FBI, you know, yeah. maybe it's breath have- of the wild too. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's true. And the yeah. Koroks are just like, they're like, what exactly are you making? What ingredients are you mixing? Okay. <laughs> this guy's dangerous. Nope, nope, nope. No, no, no. Okay, uh, Josh, you got any more games you played? Um, started Outer Wilds, which uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I'll talk more about it with Derek because I think Derek was the one who was really into it, right? If yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, so I'll, have to, I'll talk more about it with him. But Derek um, keeps Derek keeps playing Fallout Four, so I don't know if he's got good taste. Well, yeah, we'll see. Because I mean, I like the game now that I'm getting into it, but in the beginning, I was just kind of like what is this? And it takes a lot for me to like a game where it's designed around dying over and over again, like roguelikes. Like I can't get into those kind of games. And uh, this isn't exactly like that because it's not like combat focused at all. It's an exploration game, but it's like when you die, you start from the beginning, but you carry over all of the information you found. And there's a lot of different planets to explore, but you only have, if you don't die, I think there's like a 20 minute time limit and then like the universe explodes and then you start over anyway, every 20 minutes. And so you're supposed to just keep gathering as much information in those 20 minute intervals until you find enough information from each planet to like beat the game, I guess. So like so whatever you're supposed to do. So it's Groundhog Day in space. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay. like, it's a really interesting concept, but I don't know if it's going to hold my attention for too long. And it only has a couple hours to hold my attention because it's leaving Game Pass and I'm not playing it again <laughs> after that. So, um, and then aside from that, just I platinum to Ratchet. We talked about that a lot last time. Um, I started playing Neptunia Reverse, which is <laughs> the it's a PS5 exclusive. Is you know the <laughs> game that the PS5 is desperately needed, obviously. Um, but it sucks though because it's literally just the first Vita game, exactly the same, same graphics, same story, same map, same combat. The only thing they switched is that they added every character from every other game, so there's like a bigger party but they're not acknowledged in the story at all. It's just kind of like a bonus. And then they added a fishing mini game where you catch like Sega Saturn shaped fish and shit. But oh my God. other than that, other than that, it's the exact same game. So as much as I like those games, I'm having a lot of trouble like sticking with it. Cause I'm like, fuck, I played this already <laughs> multiple times. And I don't know if I want to play it one more time, but, but yeah, other than that, like that's pretty much it. I've tried to squeeze a lot of different things and I missed the uh, stranger of paradise demo. I loaded it up. On Saturday night, thinking I had the end of the night, but it got cut off in like midday. So, what's, what's did anyone that? play that? What what is that? That's that like we're here to kill chaos Final Fantasy thing from E3. Oh, that yeah. was a demo for it. Yeah, it was like a limited time demo, which was supposed to go down three days prior, but the demo didn't actually work for the first three days, so they extended it. Um, ha, ha, John, have you heard about this? It's, the the timed release demos like freak me out because I you know like when PlayStation was giving out like a, a free game a month and they gave out like Ratchet and all this stuff like I always end up missing that stuff by a day or two because by the time like 
you know, by the time I hear about it, sometimes from the show, like I've listened to the show a day or two late and I'm like, no, it this, just seems like it would stress me out. That PT this, stuff, it all stresses me out. Yeah. This, this game is a grim, dark, like super, it, all the characters felt like hyper stylized devil may cry characters, but it's a dark retelling of final fantasy one. Yeah, y'all were talking about that, it's, and then it got derailed by Derek yelling, don't you have phones when you talk about <laughs> the original Final Fantasy being yeah. released on mobile? Um, but I actually take your sides on the. I think the original Final Fantasy should be open to a lot of different consoles as well. But um, Good, good. Yes, I did hear about it. Getting validation. Yep. What, are your, what are your thoughts on a grim, dark I, I saw, retelling? I, I saw those like character designs, and they just looked like tools. I was like, you're just you're you're basically playing like, I mean, they just look like idiots, dude. They, they do. They, they look but like beefcakes, like, a bunch look, of beefcakes. They basically look like Zoolander's friends who blew themselves up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like if you want to play as Zoolander's model friends who got themselves blown up by spraying gasoline all over each other, like that's what you're playing as in these grim retelling of Final Fantasy. I don't see the point of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like. I, maybe they've just like really tapped the vein of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fans, and they're like, "Yeah, they'll re, they'll rebuy Final Fantasy VII in eighteen chapters." Like, it's like quit being a like quit. I mean, no offense if you're actually on the show with me right now and you've fallen for that garbage, but <laughs> quit doing it. Quit like letting them know that it's okay to buy the game you've already bought with newer graphics, but in 18 freaking chapters. When I heard that Final Fantasy VII was coming out in two chapters, and my buddy was so hyped for it, he was like, oh, dude, I can't wait for that Final Fantasy re- like seven. you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's only the first half. What? What do you... No, 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 quit doing this to us. And this whole reselling us... I remember when Final Fantasy I came out. All right, let me tell you a story of the Nintendo Championships. I tell it anytime I'm on a video game podcast. But in all honesty, I'm not going to get into my dad taking me to the Nintendo Championships in 91, 92. But the big game that was the release that year wasn't Mario 3 as it was in The Wizard, but it was Final Fantasy. It was that original Final Fantasy. And um, I thought it was cool, but y'all know that I'm a late adapter. Late adopter. I'm, I, I'm, I am. I am. I was the guy who, again, still held out the Dreamcast, was going to get the market share back from the PlayStation 1, even though clearly that was not going to ever happen. Um, the same, I felt the same way. Like, Dragon Warrior was my NES RPG. I only had room for one in my house. I was not going to adopt Final Fantasy. And um, that was the game they were pushing like crazy, was that, fi- that first Final Fantasy. Um, why? I understand, like, reskinning it for consoles, maybe make it look like the brilliance that was the SNES Final Fantasy games, because those were like when those Final Fantasy games came out on the SNES. Like that was the glory days of that franchise at that point. I mean, obviously the PlayStation Final Fantasy Seven still like the pinnacle for a lot of people, but dude, I remember people playing number three or four, whichever one was. I two got skipped, right, Carlos? Two uh, and three, I think. Two, right? two and three got skipped, yeah. but that first one, uh, but that first one that hit the SNES was huge mm-hmm. yeah that was final fantasy 6 right that was the four. systems that final number... fantasy 4 was 2 and then final fantasy 6 was 3 right. so 2 3 and, could, and 5 got and skipped. you could traverse the overworld map on the dragon yeah that was a system seller for super nintendo mm-hmm. big time and um i just remember because you had that that f-zero looking freaking 
technology with the zooms whenever you go to the, oh, the you know, and yeah, it was yeah. just like, I'd never seen something like that before. To just reskin it over and over again, especially to make them look like a bunch of tools in back alleys from a hip hop <laughs> video. They look like assholes from a Paul Abdul video. And you're going to supposed to play it. Like, it's, don't do this. Don't buy this stuff. Don't tell them this is not okay. Make new games. Quit reselling the childhood with stupid versions. Hey, Amen. Like, I don't know if you've ever kept track with the Kingdom Hearts releases, but that's like the <laughs> pinnacle of that shit. It's like, oh my you know, God. There was like, there was like a Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and then the billion spinoffs, and then they like made Kingdom Hearts 1.5, which was a remake of like the first one, and then 2.5, and then they packaged 1.5 and 2.5. Then they did another package that included some of the spinoffs, but not all of them. I know. And then man. they made three, and then they came out with a package that had all the spinoffs to one, two, and three together. The danger is that the game stopped being good. They're just repurposing. They're basically just like regurgitating and making you eat the vomit yeah. and then regurgitate it again. And like, the, like there is a decreasing level of reward that happens when that, you know, and keep in mind, I bought the $300 like monkey Island box set that got released. I haven't gotten it shipped yet, but it's, it's going to happen. But keep in mind that thing has all the games. They haven't been upgraded. They haven't, it, this is a nostalgia box, but it also comes with a bunch of new material. Like you got to give new material, and I don't just mean like a new reskin. And I definitely don't mean take it, cut it in half, and sell it again, like <laughs> in two pieces. Like that's effed, you know. Two and, pieces is generous with Final Fantasy, dude. It yeah, looks like yeah. they might go into three or four. They already, yeah. they already did a a new piece that's DLC, but DLC exclusive to PS5, even though the game itself originated on PS4. It yeah. drives me crazy, yeah. and. What they, you know, and then what they did with the Street Fighter series where y'all had to like buy all the DLC characters and stuff like that, like, quit. Stop it. Well, Stop well, John, it. you know, this might be some reassurance to you, but Sega might get their market share back. They're still making and producing Sega Genesis and Sega Genesis games in Brazil. So, mm-hmm. well, Brazil is basically, according to Guy, uh, freaking <laughs> every time I talked to Guy and it was his birthday two days ago and I, hit him up and i was like hey man how are you doing he's like i'm living in mad max i have to get out i have to get out of brazil <laughs> yeah the covid uh talk about late adopters like brazil as a country to the covid epidemic is a late adopter and uh yeah it's going south they're trying to catch the u.s in the pandemic success stories yep so i don't i wouldn't exactly be like i i have heard those stories about the sega genesis and I got all my classics over here, but I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't hold out that Sega's going to have a <laughs> renaissance in Brazil, man. Brazil may not be there, dude. <laughs> well, I guess there's always Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. You might yeah. I mean, you can play your Sega Genesis in Yakuza. Well, uh, you know, but the but you want to do the voice chat thing from what I can tell from Geek's Game. You know, for, w- Xbox Game Pastors told me you play Yakuza to talk to the ladies on the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that was oh, that was the best. That was the best part of the game. I don't have um, to play Yakuza anymore. <laughs> All right, um, Josh, you got any more games that uh, that you've played? Oh no, that's enough for me. What's up, Carlos? What have you got? What have you? Uh, what's I, what's? I don't hate me. I've been playing Fortnite. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was level one eighty seven. Thank you so much for showing <laughs> wait, up. Wait, wait. I've been, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I, I've been playing with friends because uh, my uh, loss. Activision, hey, Activision, are you listening? Get my account back. I've been sending in like ten emails, dog. Oh no. <laughs> I wanted to get Die Hard. I want to get Rambo. I want to get McLean. And guess what? Dude. My Activision account gone. 
disappeared. That sounded insane. The fact that you're paying like 80 bucks to play as those guys. <laughs> but that's the you part. Know, I just I want to see him die you, over and over. Fun. <laughs> Uh, so Katie over in the main show, my co-host, she she's gotten back into Fortnite mm-hmm. and she's enjoying it. Like I love it. It's I it's gave fun. it to I get when it came to the Switch, I gave it a couple tries mm-hmm. and I couldn't do the building aspect is just beyond me. You know and I know you need it to be successful. You don't. I I've learned get out of here. I'm People not were like building shit around me, trapping okay. me in boxes. Look, dude, that was like the beginning of it. But now there's so many kids that also don't know how to build. So I'm just killing oh. kids all fucking day. It's oh, the best. Sign me up for the kid killing. Let's it's, go. It's the best. <laughs> you know, they're on their iPads. So it's everywhere, right? People are on their phones, on their iPads. Everyone plays in one thing. No one, no one's playing like in their, oh, like, yeah. like Switch I players just, are not playing with Switch players. People, I might Switch just player. download Roblox so I can kill even more. Do it even better. Um <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. The new season is really fun. It's like they have like a Rick and Morty thing going on. They also no. have Thanos is in there. First of all, I have Thanos emote doing the pump the jam. And then I have him doing the Macarena. So tell me what other game Thanos is doing. Those two dances. None. Thank you. Case closed. I can tell you what Thanos. game he's charging up Hadoukens in, though. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> no, I'm okay on that one. <laughs> I thought Thanos but I, I have Ryu shooting window. a gun. I have Ryu shooting That's a crazy. gun and Chung Li shooting a gun, which is hilarious. <laughs> I got to tell you, I love the. I, somebody was telling me today, uh, today or uh, yesterday, that um, that GTA Online experience is still going strong. And Dude, it's seeing the nuts. mods on that stuff. It's cool. RP the, mods, they are insane. Incredible. And I haven't played this since I went to P- I mean, I, I played GTA 5 on the PS3 and yep. then dipped on it when I went to the PS4 and I haven't gone back, but I love the GTA games. There just hasn't been a new one because they've been investing in GTA Online so much. Oh, yeah, they make money, this, more money on it. This kid yesterday was telling me about GTA RPG and all this crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Is. What is that? Do you want to oh, take it? Uh, oh, I mean, maybe I'll get that yeah. instead of Monster Hunter. <laughs> Never mind. So uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, uh, roleplay is um, people create servers and you go into them and you get a job in the city and you roleplay. So you have to like pull out your phone and like call an ambulance if there's an accident, call the police. Everyone has their different job. But you're and, playing GTA <clears throat> Online and doing this in GTA Online. Yeah. It's, GTA, it's GTA 5 LARP. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Well. People are doing this in real life. Oh no 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 no! no like, well, you're, yeah, you're in. Because you're in the you game, la- LARP, you're in the okay, game. You're in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so well, you're okay. you're. It's it's like it's like digital larping. Oh, I, I did that in middle school. It was called a BBS. I called up. I downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically called drug wars, <laughs> like drug wars on the BBS systems, where you're like trying to buy low and sell high. Like, yeah, we got it. That's they, crazy. They, there is some good news. They announced GTA Five release date. Do you see that, John? And this is for the new consoles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the release date? Twenty twenty five. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of like restarting, just give releases. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Holy fuck! Like between Skyrim and GTA Five, it's like just which one's been re released more at this point? I understand why you do it. Like you make it online mode, and you just keep adding the online mode. I'll tell you when before THQ closed its doors. I used to write the Raw versus SmackDown games, and uh, they wanted to hire me full time to write a wrestling uh world game and this uh, this never got made obviously um but i pitched to them a what's the name of that game josh that was pretty low-fi but it was online and you could it was a bit of an mmo it was a wrestling game and it came out of another country 
Not Fire Pro, right? I think it might have been Fire Pro, but a version of Fire Pro that was in existence around 2007, 2008 when this was all going on. And I I wrote an entire game document for a Raw versus SmackDown online. Um, and I think that the last time I saw the guy was years ago at an E3, the guy who wanted to hire me. And I just didn't want to drive to Agora Hills every day. And he was working at Activision when I saw him at E3. But um, at that point, but it was maybe a year before THQ closed, maybe a year and a half. But I wrote a system where um, you could basically challenge anybody to a match anywhere. You could fight them in the locker room. You could fight them outside on the street. It was a little bit of GTA, but with more limited city because things were really centered around the arena because the only thing that could actually gain you credibility was doing things in the ring on tv that's the only thing that really that's how you get basically currency is you know you can get minimum currency you can advance a little bit by settling some of these scores outside of the ring but if you really wanted to advance in the game it had to be on tv it had to be for all the you know all the all the enchiladas it had to it had to be it had to count um but you could modify game modes it was pvp it was basically a GTA Online. It was all the stuff that I liked about GTA at the time, which was GTA maybe 4 at the time. Um, and I was just kind of shoveling it all into a wrestling game where instead of having, like, gu- there were no guns, but there were, you could have a sledgehammer. You get all those classic stuff that they have in wrestling matches and anything you find in an alley or in and around the arena. Or I think there was a strip malls, different things kind of in there. And... Uh, and yeah, I remember pitching Raw versus SmackDown online, and it never got off the ground. Um, but he offered me a full time job because I think he liked that I designed a reward system where, like, you could incrementally gain popularity or lose popularity, or or also influence whether or not you were a heel or a face based on your That's actions cool. outside. So, like, in the same way that in uh, a Rockstar game, especially like a like a Red Dead game, you could go good or bad based on your actions with other people, NPCs and stuff. You could go heal or face by doing stuff, good or bad. But really, if you want to swing stuff, you had to PvP it in the ring against other players. And uh, and obviously there were NPCs from the world, but um, shit, that game would have been so fucking cool. Let's crowdfund <laughs> it. Let's crowdfund yeah, yeah, it. Let's do it. I enjoyed doing it just because. Yeah, you could do you could mess up and really turn yourself into a heel in the ring because you snuck a weapon. You know what I mean? Or you could go face by saving somebody in the ring. But they had to approve you interrupting their match. You know what I mean? Like there was That's a whole cool. system based on that morality. Uh it was it was That would have been tight. That would have been that tight. Been well, cool. hey, yeah, yeah. I mean like THQ Nordic, you can hit them up. They, that's a thing. Well, so THQ, the brand got bought by... Yeah, by everybody. Well, they no, got no. sold for parts. I mean, I saw yeah. their games coming back. The only one I cared about was just for all humans. Well, um, they another company bought their IP and then changed the name to THQ Nordic. So THQ is, is still around. You could hit them up. No, nah, but that the wrestling stuff. we got to make an indie wrestling game, I guess, like with all those ideas. Well, I it. mean, at this point, uh, the last wrestling game was full of fucking bugs i don't think they're gonna be making another wrestling game oh shit while and i don't yeah I, and i think ratings really are down on wrestling too like i heard yeah. ratings are terrible yeah. on wrestling well i now. mean right now nxt is uh not nxt uh aew is currently working the- on their wrestling game using the the no mercy ww uh, wrestlemania 2000 engine which 
They're allowed hey. to do that? Uh, they got... actually... No, go, go ahead, Josh. No, I was just going to say they got some of the people to come out of retirement to work mm-hmm. on it. But legally, they bought the engine and were able well, to, well, they, to get they into the had code? The, they had the code for the original, like No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 for the N64. Oh, uh, I forgot what the old. name of... Yeah, mm-hmm. that old. So they're just Im- imp- improving it by much. But it's it's that team... Uh, which is all Japanese developers, and they're also bringing people from the Fire Pro Wrestling, the old like SNES team as well, and they're just bringing them all together. Just like we just want a AEW kind of game that's going to beat every other wrestling game to the floor. Oh, that's going to be dope. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. dope. Which is, they've been quiet for three years, so we're waiting on it. So, well, yeah. if y'all are interested in more of Jonathan's game ideas, I definitely pitched a uh, hunting game on the Geekscape main show this week. Uh, called Sun Let's Go Killin'. And it's a, it's a hunting game where it's basically left for dead, but, and you can either be like a guy and his kid or, you know, somebody out in the forest hunting, or you can be play as one of the animals, and they do hunting as well. Uh, All right. There's, there's, All right. Diff, there's different classes of animals. Like, the squirrels are basically like a ninja and can, like, use the trees and stuff to traverse. <laughs> and, like, beavers can, like, build stuff that can, like, collapse on humans. And, like, the bear is, like, your tank. Yeah, it's fun. It's Let's fun. do it. Kill some humans. I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's Josh, do it. Shane, Shane, you've been playing some games. I see you got a little highlighted game here. What's that? What's <laughs> I, that? I, I've I've played. Um, so, in the never-ending uh, adventures of breaking my computer equipment and repairing it, I have a I have a I have a working graphics card. Everything's good. Everything's fine. I haven't sent my old one back to Taiwan to get fixed. You or know, the Stone Age, which yeah, you right? did with your last one. You're like, Let's yeah. put some goo on it. <laughs> um. So uh, I've been playing a little bit of Warzone, as you do, um, but uh, one night nobody was on and I um, was bored with Tetris Effect because that is still the best best game you know, of the decade. Uh, I, I, got, uh, I got it in me to pick up this old game from 2012 called Spec Ops The Line. Wow. And, yeah. And it, um, uh, I had never played it, but I've heard that the story is, am- is amazing. So I started playing it and here's, here's the gist. Here's the setting. Big sandstorm hits Dubai and there's going to be like infinite sandstorms for the rest of time. Like, like the city is, is a, a loss and the United States sends in uh, the 33rd uh, infantry division to get people out, but they go quiet for months and months and months. They don't, nobody knows what the hell's happening. So they send you and your two guys in uh, Delta force guys to figure out what's going on and bring people out. And you just walk into like a literal definition of a, of a military quagmire places overrun with it's here. There it is. There it is, baby. <laughs> there it is. I, I love it. He's, he's going to honk it one more time. I'm going to mute my mic. I'm I sorry. love it. <laughs> so, um, uh, so you go into this, this, this huge quagmire and you're trying to like pick up the pieces of this battle that's been going on for months and you run into, um, like some, uh, you know, terrorist insurgents that, you know, see you, that you're American military and they'll start, you know, attacking you and your characters are trying to like, okay, maybe there's a big war going on. Um, but then you come across the 33rd uh, Infantry Division and then they start shooting at you because they think you're the CIA. And then you run into some CIA people and there's a, there's all this like, like all these different factions that are they're fighting with each other. And the gameplay itself is trash is definitely like a really like crappy 2012 uh over the shoulder shooter like all the gears of war not the best gameplay but the story is insane um you 
it, and the thing that I liked about it is that it's showing, like, I guess the the vagueness of war, because at one point the the thirty third uh, uses white phosphorus and all these um, you know um, insurgents, and white phosphorus is you know banned by the Geneva Convention. It's a terrible terrible way to die. Like, you know, you just get burned alive. You can't put it out at all. Um, and as a, uh, you get over the, this next hill of these buildings and you see that the 33rd is like entrenched in there. So you find a white phosphorus cannon and you pop it off and you're like, yeah, I'm going to kill all these, uh, these soldiers. And you're watching from a, like a parachuting camera overhead and you're like dropping in phosphorus and you just see all these, all these people dying and, and screaming. And after it's all done, you walk down in there and there's soldiers that are burning and it's just horrific but these are the bad guys like you killed all the bad guys and you see one guy alive and he's like why would you do that why would you do that and he's like well you brought it on yourself and he's like, but we, we were we were helping and you go around the corner and there's hundreds of these refugees that they were trying to get out of the city that you just burned burned to a crisp like you just burned all these like innocent like women and children and i saw i was like like fuck that's <laughs> Like that's, that's some intense, intense shit. Um, and another, like, it's, it's hard to quantify like all the, the, the shifts. Cause the story does feel a little bit rushed. Um, but you see the degradation of, of the, the three like main characters because they go in, you know, buy the book, you know, we're Delta force, we're going to do everything. And then there's, you know, you have to make a decision to shoot some civilians or save the CIA agent. Then it turns out the CIA agent, um, is up to no good and you know the 33rd are the good guys in this um situation they're they're hoarding water and the cia agent wants you to go steal it but then he you know blows the trucks up and says all right good now everyone's gonna start uh die of thirst you know dubai's gonna burn and it's not gonna be a problem anymore and then all the civilians um start coming after you because you you burned all their water and everyone's gonna you know die of, of thirst and you know you're in the middle of the desert um, it's, it's definitely like a, I would suggest it's a play it's on steam. You get it for like a few bucks. It's a, it's a play on, on easy mode rush through it. The story is really, really like really intense. I'm almost at the end. Um, you have a, a, a choice after this, uh, you know, you crash these water tankers, the CIA agent that ended up being like, ha, yeah, I played you, but you know, this is, you know, what we need to do is the best for the you know world. You can choose to shoot him in the head and kill him and put him out of his misery, or you can sit there and watch him burn in, a, in like a fuel fire. And I was just, I was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna watch you, we're gonna watch you burn." So this game puts you in these really uncomfortable scenarios, and it's interesting to see how I, um, how I reacted in certain certain situations because I when I ran into choosing the sadistic option in every turn. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was the thing. I was like, all right, well, you know, I have to shoot this. Um, oh, and there was another one where you you had to pick and choose between these two um, residents to kill. One of them was a guy that stole water. The other guy was the soldier that went after him to arrest him that ended up killing six people. And so you have to and like soldier gets it. Yeah. So oh, I killed a soldier. Blew him yeah, cool. away. Okay. but then but then you know the guy uh, the colonel that you think is losing his mind but you know you end up being the bad guy in the game uh yeah well i'm not done yet 
not done yet, so I don't know. Okay. But it feels like you're the bad guy now. Um, I killed a soldier, and he's like, "All right, good job, you did the right thing." And then a sniper kills a civilian, and I was like, "It happens." Yeah, uh. I was like, "Damn!" And then, and the thing that then one of my favorite gameplay—I don't want to say tropes, but themes—is stuff that messes with the player. Uh, your character starts to have like like hallucinations and PTSD. Um, you know, from, you know, burning hundreds and hundreds of, you know, innocent women and children that on the scope, you just thought, you know, they were just heat signatures and you thought they were soldiers that were, you know, about to go do something bad. But so you're like, oh, we're going to get them. But you killed a bunch of kids and it's, it's dated graphics, but it's still pretty horrific. It's pr- it's a hard M rated game, very hard M rated game. Carlos is not impressed, and those are no. Not fi- I'm actually those are really not interested. Fireworks. Those are not fireworks in his neighborhood. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually. I'm actually. It sounds really dope. I actually he steps over corpses know. on his way. He steps yeah, over corpses on his way to the Tuckadia. <laughs> a lot of dead possums, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually. This sounds really interesting. And I, I actually skipped out on this game because I hated in that area that 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 year. It was like really weird. Every game that was coming out had the Gears of War. Or gameplay mechanics yes. to him, so I was really turned off by that, and 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 of course, you know, Gears of War set the standard to that new, I guess, four years of games being like that, and I skipped on any game that looked anything similar, anything that was third person. I just fucking ignored it because I I just didn't want to deal with it. But I mean, you're making it sound like I kind of should have not skipped on this, but I mean, now I now to me, I'm like a couple bucks. And I, you know, my computer can play it. Like that's fucking yeah, dope. I can, yeah, I can check it out. It's, it's an, an older, and it's it's funny because you'll go th- uh, from the the cutscenes, which mm-hmm. are like locked 1080p, 720p, 30 frames a second, or 24 frame videos, and it, it looks so shitty on my monitor. And then when it goes into game, and it supports, uh, you know, uh, 1440p, 4K resolutions natively. Okay. You don't have to like tweak anything. Cool. And then it goes in, it goes into the gameplay, and it's like super widescreen. And that's, you know, real jarring. And there's yeah. piecing the whole story together because you go into all these dilapidated buildings um, that are these, you know, crazy rich, um, uh, copulent, corpulent, corpulent. Yeah, these big o- opulent, uh, opulent. There we go. All right. You have you know. no idea how many times I've yelled out loud at this fucking podcast <laughs> because you and that other illiterate Derek Cranavell. <laughs> are saying some word that doesn't even exist in an attempt to to sound smart pretend to speak the english language yeah all right so so carry on so op these big ornate opulent buildings and it's just it's like it's been a war zone for months there's um uh you know these refugees that are living in this you know big casino or this big like um aquarium we get it you like killing immigrants jesus no i'm the i'm i'm the immigrant i'm i it's it is a conservative person's horror game because you are the immigrant killing the natives dude i open so shane the word corpulent (laughs) no longer applies to you because you're looking great buddy You've lost some weight, mm-hmm. but corpulent is a fat. It's yeah. fat. Yeah. You're doing good, buddy. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> um, it's, um, but, but just to, the, the whole pacing of the game. And, and I did, you know, explain some, some story beats, but it's a definite play. 
um, the whole progression. It, I'm at like chapter nine, and it does feel like it's a little dragging right now. But the the stuff that you're um, that that you're piecing the story together, and all the different characters that you run into, and what happens to them, is really um, really intense. And they've got. I feel like they blew a lot of their budget on licensing these Vietnam era like rock songs because you'll be walking through a building and you'll hear there's like this this omnipotent DJ that is broadcasting and he's like harassing you the whole time and he's playing these old like Vietnam era um, you know licensed songs. Their licenses are not sound alikes. That's cool though. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's the real real ones, and so you'll be, um, you know killing a bunch of people fighting in this this you know on this big sand dune in, in this place that used to be a big casino and um uh hush is playing and it's it's just a really weird like juxtaposition and um they there's without getting more into it there's more stuff where they're, like they're screwing with the player and now i'm really vibing on like this last act because it hits those tropes of like the stuff that I really like. Like my, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite, one of the best games I ever played was the Bioshock infinite series, like F plus all the DLC and the stuff where you're, it's messing with the player and making you re like, you know, not trust your memories and you know, like, Oh, do you remember what that happened? That was actually this it's, it's getting, it's, it's really on point. So you can get it, get it on steam. Um, you know, highly rated, um, don't need any mods to get it running at, at a, you know, a wide, wide resolution, oh, yeah. um, play it with, play it with a controller. Cause the mouse and keyboard controls are booty. Wackadoo. wackadoo. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Wackadoo. So, okay. but, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. What do you say we call it boys? This has been a super extended special edition of the geeks. No geeks game get games during the school year, boy. No, I'm Bob, <laughs> Bob size on for new writer at geekscape.net. <laughs> Oh my so, god! Um, my brother can tell even better stories about Bob Cezanne. Oh, we gotta we gotta get we gotta <laughs> get Paul in here. He's a legend that I've has in fifteen years of the Geekscape Network for so never me- re- yeah. I've never mentioned the Cezanne family. Which <laughs> 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 I texted Matt Kelly during this episode, and I said the stories I'm telling on Geekscape Games are going to be some of your favorite stories on any Geekscape <laughs> podcast <laughs> in the fifteen years of Geekscape. Bro, get on it. I'm Hell glad yeah. I was able to share them with you. Right on. Well, as always, you can find us on geek, geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games. Thank you. We got London on the track. Jonathan London for making your proper actual on mic review and not yelling at me from a bed in a hotel. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, in, in all sincerity, uh, I, I built Geekscape for exactly this uh, to give y'all a chance to, and like an outlet and a platform for y'all to, to, um, to share your enthusiasm and your love for all of this pop culture stuff. And I cannot be prouder of like everything y'all did to get to this point and how really there's no, if, if Geekscape was just the main show, it'd be pretty much dead. So I, I love that it's turned into a community and then the community turned into a podcast network and we've done so many cool things. Uh, yesterday I was filming our launch video for the upcoming blood drive in honor of Chris Ellis, who passed away last month. Uh, he was a longtime Geekscape. So we're, we're just like celebrating the, each other and getting through this life together like it's insane and uh 
Geekscape Games is a big part of it, and you three are a big part of it. So back. no no need to thank me. You honor me with doing the show and just being a part of it. All hey, we uh, we outlived Revision 3, so I feel like that's... Yeah, I think Revision 3 also got bought by Discovery Networks for a whole lot more than we'll sell for if we ever sell. We're not selling. So <laughs> I don't know if we can brag about outlasting anybody. You know, because if you're going to be like that, be like, I don't know what Nerdist is anymore, or Geek is not, I don't know what those things are anymore. But um, yeah, it it it, it pays or it doesn't pay to be the cockroach sometimes. Absolutely, they always they always survive the nuclear blast. Speaking of nuclear blasts, luck Cucaracha man himself, Carlos Lopez. <laughs> what up? That's right. Where can people find more of you? Uh you can find me online on Twitter at Scott. I was about to say my. <laughs> I want to else. Um, you can find me at Twitter, Angry Bananas. And you can find me on Twitch. I stream on the da- not on the daily, but you can check out my schedule. I stream some pretty cool stuff, and I'm working on a late night show that's called Media Noche. That's going to be hosting hopefully soon. Uh, we're going to have a couple guests, mostly it's just be friends and people that I know in the industry. It's going to be super cool. Get people to talk about. We're going to have artists, people who do community stuff, uh, gaming stuff. Um, we are in the works. It has been a long passion project but i think i have a cool rolodex of people i know even somebody called london i might know of. and so, that's a t- that's on twitch by baby it's it's gonna be on twitch soon uh it's that gonna be on twitch.tv angry bananas you can check it out love us there and follow us uh it is a has been a big project that i've been working on for quite some time but i think we're getting close to like our first guests i'm very that happy so cool and then we'll be having some more people coming in soon um, and I like, I called it Medianoche cause I mean, it's the easy thing anybody can say and it stars me. I can't, I'm, I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> does Shut does up. it actually record past my bedtime or? <laughs> it, it actually kind of does. I, I would say it's like 8 p.m. ish, you know? 8 oh, p.m. is good. good too. Yeah, yeah. We're so, good. I still got I, I call it Medianoche cause it's technically is Medianoche in like East side, you sure. know, like New York, East, New York, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's around that time. So. I mean, it'll, be, it'll be up on my YouTube as well, but I'll keep everybody posted when we do our first episode. It's going to be cool. Can't wait. And any collabs we, got, we can do with Geekscape to promote it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. That'd be great, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. We got it. We, you got to start up Vinyl Thursdays again. I, I, man, I wish I had more time, bro. I haven't even told you guys. I thought I had a stroke last week, but it's okay. It was Bill's what palsy. What the fuck? Yeah. It what was- the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were mentioning the Bell's palsy. That's yeah, insane. yeah. Uh, I thought I had a stroke on Friday. Uh, actually, last week Monday, and I called my nurse, and she's like, "You need to rush to the hospital. I can't tell you what you have because it probably is a stroke, and you may be having a mini stroke. That's why you only see one eye blinking because the other one is having a hard time. But uh, my left side of my face completely froze. Um, so if you guys don't know what Bell's palsy is, it is a nerve uh, that's connected to the back of the earlobe that connects all your nerves within your face muscles and it sends and receives messages to say smile or blink uh and for some reason or another that nerve just uh, and so it will, it will it will get better some people recover in a month three months sometimes a year it really depends uh i've been so far it's been two weeks so it was hard to drink anything but i'm good now it's getting better uh, do not stress show. yourself out. I would say definitely do not stress yourself out. That plays a big, 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 big part in it. So um, basically, not, it turns you into Harvey Dent. 
Pretty much, it does. Yeah, it does. It really does. You wake up, it happens to anybody at any like age. Half your face, is everything like, is just like flip a coin, Batman. Yeah, dude, I, it's crazy. I look like a Phantom of the Opera, but yeah, it happens to anybody <laughs> at any age. And if Insane. I would tell, I would say this, and I'll keep repeating it: if you're feeling irpy, feeling weird, go go, go to your doctor. Call your doctor. Yeah. Say I want to go check it out. Is it and, a precursor to an actual stroke? Is it a warning sign not, for anything? It's, it's, it's not a warning sign. I mean, this is just it. Hap- like I said, it happens to the healthiest people too. I and think it Bob even happens on. to children. <laughs> Bob Cezanne might have gotten Bob Cezanne. Cezanne. <laughs> bro. Chuck, he Chuck was Bell's palsy. Checking a freaking TV off of a car. <laughs> uh, but you know, go check yourself out. You know, I want I want to keep pushing healthy. You know, people should consider getting more healthy too and de-stress yourself. It's always great to de-stress at the end of the day, stretch, do all that shit that's going to help you out. Good. This was like build up of just like stress from work. It was, it's been a crazy couple, couple of weeks. So, are you, um, are you sure it wasn't a reaction to the vaccine? Let's not start there, bro. I took the vaccine in, in, in like March, so we're good. Yeah. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. No way. It wasn't okay. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. think yeah. you're good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Then, oh, man. Those, those I am legends haven't attached to your red blood cells yeah. yet. Dude, maybe the, the chips are going to mm-hmm. connect my nerves. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. The I am legend vampire stuff hasn't kicked in yet. Hey, remember the unvaccinated were the monsters in I am legend. Right. So that's my yeah. god, dude. Yeah. What anyway, about you, Josh? Josh, where can people find more <laughs> of you? Um, I'm on all social media and gaming platforms as Inu Joshua. I've been on Twitch a lot more too as Inu Joshua, but it's all kind of half assed right now, so I wouldn't recommend following it. But um either way, yeah. Um and then just here at the Geekscape uh network. So appreciate you guys having me on again. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, boys. We'll see you guys back here in a fortnight. And maybe Derek will be back. So, all right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.